Evening was coming, the sun flipping towards the western horizon, as if it were running from the origin and from the storms. It was the individual touch, the light in the eyes of the people she gave to, that really excited her. Feeding them felt so much more real than the rest of the plan to infiltrate the cult and to investigate the Oathgate. It's too small, she thought. That was what Yasna would say. I'm thinking too small. Along the street, she passed people who whimpered and suffered. Far too many hunger sprint in the air and fear spren at nearly every corner. She had to do something to help. Like throwing a thimble full of water onto a bonfire. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 3, Oathbringer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 74, 75, and 76. Yes, we are doing three chapters. The last one is a live read. Um, so make sure that you've gone back and checked uh, your, that you're listening to the right episode and that you have caught up on all your reading if you needed to. It's going to be a doozy. I'm so excited to hear Jack's reaction to 76. Um, yeah, so excited. And I'm so excited for you to enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he should have just asked Admiral Akbar because it's a trap. And it's Jack. What's up? It's a trap. It's the fucking trap, bro. I didn't know where you were going with Admiral Akbar, but it's it's a trap. And it was it not Um, a trap? It was totally a trap. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It was completely a trap. I didn't really see it coming. No, eh? I didn't really no, I wasn't sure what to expect, to be honest with you. And I was texting you this morning. I'm like, yeah. dude, is, is it Evie as the traitor? And I was like coming up with wild theories right, because right. when he came, I think it was when he realized that the uniforms, that it wouldn't have made sense to be this secretive uh, component. Yes. And then being Sadius is smarter than that. Right. Yeah. And Dalinar is smarter than that too. Yeah. But I don't know. It's It's kind of... It's, it seems kind of strange that Dalinar did fall for it yeah. initially. I think he that he, Tantalan. I actually have a theory on why he falls for it. I think he okay. wants to believe this is an option because he's trying to honor what Evie wants, which is no bloodshed. And he sees the potential of an opening and is like, right. and the, um, the rumors of a high prince helping Tantalan bef- precedes all this. So there's like a little nugget there right. that helps reinforce that. Right. And I think he wants to really believe that there's an option where he doesn't need to feed it. Yeah, that's, that's interesting that, that. That brings it into perspective for me. And, uh, and I think that ultimately it's the undoing as well, because that last sort of, uh, olive branch, it's now broken. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah, 
Okay, well, I mean, it's super. I mean, I was just thinking out loud mm-hmm. that it could be Evie because Evie, not that Evie was trying to trap Dalinar at no, all. No, no, like, no. I think I think she I think she genuinely She's genuine. Loves him and, yeah, she. We yeah, we like, talked before about how she was a really able one of the first characters to really be able to see the truth of what Dalinar's going through. You know, don't feed it. Right. Right. There's something behind your eyes. There's this isn't really you. There's you're feeding right. this monster yeah. inside you. You know, yeah, there's even, something more. Even to if him, she yeah. doesn't know anything about the thrill, she can really feel. She really pinpoints this thing that's going on with him. Yeah. And I think she's but really I think, genuine. I think that she. Um, I think that she. Um, uh, ultimately, um, in, I, I suppose in, in some ways, what I was thinking is that she was trying to save him. Mm-hmm. So it, as I was reading this morning, I'm thinking, wow, like, so we, we've been thinking it was Sadius, but now it's not. And I thought, well, there must've been some coordination maybe required with Tanalan. So maybe there still is a traitor. Well, this is what I was going to get to. There was a couple of things so I then, wanted to say. So then I was thinking, yeah, well, well what, what if it's Evie? So then I texted you that this morning. And then what I was thinking is that she was trying to save him, not trying to kill him or trap him. No, of course not. So, so if Evie is involved, it could really be complex where... Tanalan used her as well. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just like coming up with a wild, silly theory. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get where you're, where you're going. Um, you are there. This is what I was going to say was that just because Sadius is not the high prince that's been helping Tanalan with this rebellion doesn't mean right. that the rumors of a high prince helping Tanalan were false. Right. We heard about those right. chapters and chapters ago. And this was like years before when he was fighting in Yakaved. So right. clearly something w- is wrong here. Clearly someone is helping Tanalan. We just, you know, Dal- Dalinar truly believes now at the end of this chapter only read that it wasn't Sadius. Right. So the question begs, then who is it? And will we ever yeah, know? Who is it? Yeah. Right. Or is it just rumors? It's possible that Tanalan was fostering those rumors himself to try to pull well, this off. I've got a suggestion. Okay, go ahead. L- let's get potting so we can read that other chapter. So oh, like maybe oh. I can find out. Okay, all right, all right, that's fine. I just also want to quickly say before we start that um, I I misled you a little bit a few episodes ago. Yes. Um, and saying, oh, with, there's no way Sadius. that Sadius was, uh, was involved right. in all this. And that was my memory getting the better of me and forgetting that Sadius was a suspect. Yes. And I didn't mean to steer you away from any theory. And I hate that when I do that. I hate that when I inadvertently cause you to veer away from a theory <laughs> or reinforce a theory by something nah. I said. So anyways, I, my apologies to the audience for potentially spoiling a, um, a more in-depth uh, theory crafting from Jack about Sadius, so yeah. <laughs> which ultimately would have been wrong. Yeah, but um, okay. So let's let's start off with chapter seventy four. Yeah. This is Swift Spren. This is so a great this chapter. is com- com- completely different from what we were just yeah. talking about. This again, this is the fragmentation I was telling you about. Yeah. that I'm still so nervous about with Shalon. This character happened mm-hmm. in a matter of pa- of pages. Yeah. of reading. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I I'm I am kind of i'm amused I, okay first of all i really love the way she handled swift spren yeah uh intimidating those to stand down and flee that was super great yeah yeah super awesome moment and and i and i love it and i and i think that this hero character is really interesting 
But again, what I'm worried about is just how Shalon just keeps getting broken into more pieces. Yeah. That's... I mean, it, the shattering is yeah. a huge like metaphor and theme in these books, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I think it even asks like in here somewhere in this chapter towards the end, like what does Shalon want and does it even matter anymore? Right. Something like that. Like, mm-hmm. It might've know. been the last chapter anyway. with her in it, or maybe it was this chapter, but, but yeah, um, it's, um, it, was it might, it might've been this one, but yeah, you're right. It doesn't really matter what she wants anymore because is she really in charge anymore? Right. Right. <laughs> and, and, and what's, what's, what happens when these characters start not, I mean, because invariably they're characters, mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to get along because it's just human nature. Yeah. Is there, there's going to be something that is contentious. Mm-hmm. This is her, so her anyway, drama. Conflict. Yes, let's conflict get into it. Coming. That's, that's, that's my prediction. Okay. Today I leaped from the tower for the last time. I felt the wind dance around me as I fell all the way along the eastern side, past the tower, and to the foothills below. I'm going to miss that. Mm-hmm. That's the opener here. Yeah. Sounds like a windrunner so, or maybe a skybreaker. Like that yeah. was my... Someone who yeah. has the ability to fly and right. grew to love flying in and around Urethiru in the heights. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Another, another excerpta, another epigraph, <laughs> um, that has to do with the, um, evacuation of Urethiru. Right. And also kind of sad. I mean, yeah. l- you know, leaping out for the last time. This, this the whole abandonment is, uh, is quite sad. Mm-hmm. So it begins with Vale leaning, sorry, Vale leaned her head to look in through the windows of the old broken shop in the market. Grund the urchin sat in his usual place, carefully stripping down an old pair of shoes for hogtide. As he heard Vale approach, he dropped his stool, or sorry, his tool. (laughs) 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 Wrong kind of image went in my brain. Oh, there you Um, go. Yeah, he's just a kid. And reached for the knife with with his good hand. Mm -hmm. Um, He saw that it was her, then caught the package of food she tossed to him. It was smaller this time and actually had some fruit in it. Very rare in these, in in the city these days. The urchin pulled the bag of food close, closing his dark green eyes, looking reserved. What an odd expression. Mm-hmm. He's he's still suspicious of me. He's wondering what I'll someday demand of him for all this. Yeah, people aren't just nice, right? Right. Yeah. What do you what, what do you make of this with um, him being suspicious of of Vale? I think it's exactly what I just said. I think just that, that he he's not used to people being nice for no reason. Mm-hmm. If someone's nice to you, there the other shoe's going to drop. There there is there's a reason for it. And what are they going to ask of me to do? Like right. what what in turn am I going to have to pay for this niceness? It's almost like it's almost like a call to Vale as a character to let this go. Mm-hmm. Let let Vale go of being the deliverer of this kindness mm-hmm. and create a hero that doesn't demand anything from you, right? So that there's none of this suspicion. It's just that's what you would expect from a hero. Yeah, is you know you don't owe them anything. Um, where are Ma and Selen? Vale asks. She had prepared packages for two women and stayed here with Grund. Moved out to the old Tinker's place, Grun says, and he thumbed upward toward the sagging ceiling. Thought this place was getting too dangerous. 
I really like this uh, this little sagging image when he mm-hmm. goes like this. Yeah. Like, like check it out. But he doesn't want to leave. So she says, you sure you don't want to do the same? Nah, he says, I could finally move without kicking someone. Yeah. So he gets a little, little perk here. Yeah, exactly. Um, she left him and shoved her hands in her pockets. She was hoping that Kolinar would be warmer after leaving the shattered plains, but it was cold here too, mm-hmm. suffering a season of winter weather. I am. Um, she checked in. I just want sorry, to point out here. She says that uh, she was wearing her new coat and hat, so she had to get mm-hmm. a new coat and hat since she got shot in the head uh, with that crossbow right. bolt. Yeah, and I think I made a joke or a comment last episode where I talked about Bluth's hat, and yeah. she's clearly not wearing that hat anymore. Like she's had to get herself a new hat maybe several times since she's probably had gotten a hat in the style of Bluth's hat, but it's no right. longer the same hat anymore. <clears throat> that hat's probably long right. gone. <laughs> we miss Bluth's hat. Yeah, we do. Um, she checked in on Murray next. I think it was Murray. Mm-hmm. Or Murray, the former seamstress with three daughters. She was second non- High ranking as far as dark eyes went, I guess. Successful business in a town near Revelar. Mm -hmm. But now she trolled the water ditches following storms for the corpses of rats and Kremlings. This is really, I like that Sanderson took a little time to paint this picture Mm -hmm. um, where people, you know, once were successful and then now times have changed and um, are milling about the gutters. Murray always had some gossip that was amusing, but generally pointless. Vale left about an hour later, dropping off her last package in the lap of a random beggar. Mm-hmm. The old beggar sniffed the package and then whooped with excitement. The swift spren, he said, mm. nudging one of the other beggars. Look, the swift spren. He cackled, digging into the package, and his friend roused from his sleep and snatched some flatbread. Okay, I have to confess something here. Yeah. When I read this this morning, yeah. just with the title, swift spren, I was thinking, oh, we have a new spren. Right. And, uh, I can't wait to see what they are and, and learn about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't get it right away that Swift's friend was referring to this new superhero. Right. And, and Swift's friend is the name of an actual spren. Oh, it just, is, so we, have yeah. we had it before? Yeah. So she's, I think she okay, says so it. So I didn't um, realize that. I think she says it right here. It's going to come up here. Um, yeah, keep reading. I think it comes okay, up so here. Sw- Swift's friend, Vale asks. That's you, he says. Yup, yup, I heard of you. Robbing the rich folk all through the city, you do. And nobody can stop you, because you're a spren. Can walk through walls, you can. White hat, white coat. Don't always appear the same, do you? The beggar stared, sorry, started stuffing his face. Vale smiled. Her reputation was spreading. She'd enhanced it by sending Ishna and Vatha out, wearing illusions to look like her, to look like Vale, giving away food. Surely the cult couldn't ignore her for much longer. Mm-hmm. Pattern hummed as she stretched, exhaustion spread, all of them corrupted. I, I put a little notation here on my page, all of them corrupted, yeah. not some this time. Yeah, not all, and yeah, not some, all of them. Spinning about her little red whirlwinds, which I, th- I loved, <laughs> I love that as an alternate title or yeah. something. Little red whirlwinds, I like, I like that. The merchant she'd stolen from earlier had chased her away himself and had been nimble for his age. Why, Pattern asks. Why what, Vale asks. Why is the sky blue or the sun bright? Why do storms blow or rains fall? Mm. Why are you so happy about feeding so few? 
Feeding these few is something we can do. Mm -hmm. So is jumping from a building. But we do not do this. <laughs> you lie, Shalon. He calls her Shalon. I think that's interesting. Yeah. I think he maintain does actually that's something I'd like to know. Mm. Does does Pattern ever refer to her as the different characters? I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah. For someone who likes lies, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why you he just, wouldn't. You play just can't along. eat your own bullshit, right? And Shalon's feasting. But why would he care? Well, I mean, I think because if she loses herself too much, what could happen of him? Um, what if she creates a persona who, I mean, they seem to be taking over here sometimes. Right. What if she creates a persona that thinks that it's time to break my oaths? I hadn't thought of that. Right? Oh, boy. That's delicious. I'm just saying there's, there's some, I don't like it. There's me neither. I don't like it. I, 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 I don't even know why I said it. I, I feel like I might've cursed us here, but, um, there, oh, that's good. Pattern, pattern like is, that. um, pa pattern is worried. And I think he has a right to be worried yeah. regardless of whether or not he's even thinking the thing that I just said, he, no, um, but that's really good. And that furthers my whole concern about this whole well, thing. I didn't mean like, to make you more concerned. The oath but, being broken, right? But like, you know what I mean? Like there's, um, wow. um, there's a real jeopardy here that Shalon is losing herself, regardless mm -hmm. of whether or not it's for Pattern's safety or not. Pattern is worried about her regardless. And I think that it's, it's really telling that he doesn't say Vale. He says Shalon. He does not. He says Shalon. Like Shallan. almost like a reminder. She, she tries to Shallan. correct him. Yeah. She tries to correct him. Uh, next sentence. She says Vale. And he says, your lies wrap other lies. Mm, he says. He sounded drowsy. Could Spren actually get drowsy? Remember your ideal. I would have said Shalon. Yeah. Uh, the truth you spoke. Yeah. So I kind of wanted at this point to go back to the truths that she spoke. Oh. To remind us. Like, right. Like what she actually said. Well, the... Cause he, cause, because it quickly moves away from this next sentence, right? She shoves her hands in her, in her pockets. The evening was coming and the sun was slipping toward the western horizon as if it were running from the origin and the storms. You know, it's funny. It's, I really like the way that's described. And of course, I can't help but think it's Shallan running away. Yeah. Um, it was the individual touch, the light in the eyes of people that she gave to, that really excited her. This is Vale, I think. Feeding them felt so much more real than the rest of the plan to infiltrate the cult and investigate the Oathgate. So Vale has really fancied herself as this, you know, vigilante or do-gooder, like it's, mm -hmm. it's Robin of the, it's Vale of the Hood. Vale of the Hood. It's, well, this is the joke that we made last time. Vale is yeah. type of, like, a, it's a headdress as well. Yeah. Right? It's funny that Vale and Hood is like, it's like he always had intended this and named her Vale on purpose, <laughs> you know? It's too small, she thought. That was what Yasna would say. I'm thinking too small. Yeah, perhaps. I, I don't know what Yasna would, would really think here about feeding the few, like taking the time to feed the few. I don't know. She, I, I like to think that Yasna would, would think as long as it doesn't jeopardize the main mission or the mm -hmm. larger scale. Like, I go think for she's the larger right. picture. I think Shalon's right in thinking that Yasna would be you're thinking too small. 
you have to right. do the most good you can. And the most good you can is by getting into that cult of moments and freeing the city, opening the oath gate, freeing the city. But that's never been Shalon, right? Shalon. What, what would Kaladin do? I, I think Kaladin and Vale share this, don't they? Yeah. Like Kaladin, Kaladin would probably stop the mission or halt it in some way to accommodate. I, I think. Know. I think he would try to do someone both. Someone has to. Someone has to care. I know, but, but Vale and Shallan and, and Radiant, they're, they're, they are doing both. Yeah. Anyways, it's a juggling act, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, along the street, she passed by people who were whimpering and suffering. Hunger spren were visible, fear spren at every corner. She had to do something to help. See, I, I feel this is like Vale. This is, to me, it's very reminiscent of Kaladin. I think that there's a, there's a, sort of a connection here like throwing a thimble full of water onto a bonfire that's probably like an inner voice presumably from from uh, yasna maybe she stood at an intersection head bowed as shadows grew long reaching toward the night chanting broke her out of her trance and how long had had she been standing there yeah so she sort of loses consciousness right like she loses she like she's, and time. this has like, happened to her before right right we we've had moments where um where shallan has blacked out but we just don't know how long time goes when it happens it could literally right. be 30 seconds she could have been standing there for 10 minutes we don't really know because there's no description here of of how long time passed no there isn't and also, I just want to note that that's this same sort of component happens to Dalinar with the, uh, with the thrill. Yeah. A little bit, I guess. Hey? Yeah. Losing track, like not there. Well, the whole thing in the next chapter, you, 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 you just, it's, it's just over and it's him with a massive pile of bodies around him. Right. And it's not like, um, it's not like Shallan blacks out and then ends up in a different place that she was. No. It's not like true. another, you know, part of her, um, like it's not one of her disguises took over and like walked her around without her knowing. She's right. just like, she's just spacing out. Yeah. Spacing. <laughs> She's she's a space case. She's got, she's got a lot to keep track of upstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of mental gymnastics going on. I there. can't even handle being one person, much less multiple persons. Right. She's like, well, she's doing all these mental gymnastics. She's like closing her eyes and watching Simone Biles in her head, and like, fuck that chick's mm. awesome. Yeah, she's it's kind of like it's a bit like her. The fragmentation reminds me a little bit of the movie Memento. Like she, she would have to leave breadcrumb, like mental breadcrumbs for her to follow. I don't know if it's that in order to bad, keep track of all this. She's definitely not living her life backwards. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I, I just, I don't know. I, I, fee, I, I'm. I guess I'm fearful of the potential for Shalon, mm-hmm. um, as as a character. Um. Okay. Something to, she had to do something to help. Yeah, she had to do something like throwing a thimbleful into the bonfire. Okay. Mm-hmm. She stood at an intersection. Oh yeah, we covered all this. Flickering light, orange and primal. I like this use of the word primal from Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Just just to pause on the language choice here, because it just it just sort of evoked fire, right? Yeah. Painted a street to her left. No sphere glowed that color. I like the fact that he didn't have to use the word fire. Mm-hmm. Right. I just I don't know. I just want to give him a little nod to the to the writing there. Um, primal, orange. I like that. People had gathered, as they usually did, when the cult of moments paraded. Swift spread. Now, again, this is 
I, this is a little highlight for me. It goes right into like the character. Right. So Swift Spren now does this. Okay, so no, I, I, this is where right? no? I think this is where you're wrong. Is that Swift Spren oh, broke it's through? Actual Swift Spren? Well, no, Swift Spren broke through them wearing the costume of a Spren from her notes. So yeah, it, you're right. It is her okay. notes she'd lost to the sea. This is the part that I wanted to highlight, which is what, what a Swift Spren is. So it says, Swift Spren right. broke through them, wearing the costume of a Spren from her notes. So she ha- literally has just given herself a new disguise, and she looks like a Swift Spren. Okay? Right. Notes and from the notes that the she sea. lost. A Spren shaped like a glowing arrowhead that wove through the sky around sky eels. So we, right. So she's seen these before and made uh, you know drawings of them and she's going right. by memory by uh, and now disguising herself as one okay so back up back up yeah so when she gave the package to the last beggar yeah he looks it up at he looks up at her as a veil white hat mm-hmm. white costume whatever mm-hmm. you want refers to her as as, as swift sprint right okay so so she's or so my take on this was that she was or she's already being called yeah She's already it's what the people Robin have Hood. given her. The, the name that people have They've given, given her. They've given her this yeah. name, yeah. Swift Spren. Okay. Because she acts so like then a Swift she Spren, takes right? It, right. So then she takes it with her knowledge of Swift, of actual Swift Spren, which mm-hmm. that would be a thing for Buzzkill, is where previously have we read Swift Spren in the series yeah. so far? So that would have been a like long how, time how ago when she was on the ship. Right. On the Wind's oh, Pleasure with Yasna. So long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very long time ago. At the beginning of uh, Words of Radiance. And do you think in the text, I can't remember the text. I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it, that it described them as such as well? Like Sanderson? Arrowhead. That yeah. He, um, they were always described as um, wow. glowing arrowhead that wove through wow. the sky around sky eels. And so what wow. she's done is they've given her the name Swift, Swift Sprint and she's decided, yep. okay, well then I'll be one in earnest now. And she's yeah. given herself the disguise of what one would right. look like and is now going through right. the cult of moments disguised as a swift spren right because these people Golden. dress themselves up like swift spren uh, like like spren right uh, like like spren yeah. but her costume isn't made from cardboard and duct tape her, no. her costume is made from <laughs> illumination well, and light right? right so she's animated yeah like, there's no wind and yeah. her, the tassels are moving like it's really creepy I, I find there's a creepy sort of tone to this and of course she uses it to full effect right in an intimidation check if you yeah. will um, it would be like, up, it would be like, really um, it would be like if you took an old horror movie that had practical effects, like let's say, um, <laughs> evil dead one and then okay, you superimposed back a while. Yeah. And then you superimposed Thanos, like Josh Brolin, Thanos, <laughs> that level of graphics inside oh, a practical oh, effects movie. Oh, you mean high def versus yeah, super yeah. green? Yeah, and you'd be like, what okay. the fuck's happening here? Like, why? <laughs> so the people in the parade look look over and they say, see like a giant Swift Spren floating through and it looks perfect. Yeah, right, Yeah, right. Okay, so golden tassels streamed from her back. They were long with arrowhead shapes at the ends. Her entire front was wrapped in cloth. So she kind of has like a mummified look to her. Yeah, a little right? bit. Yeah. Um, and trailed behind her arms, legs, and face covered. So she's complete. So she's like, this is full disguise. It's, it's like a, it's like a comic book hero. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Swift's friend flowed among the cultists and drew stares from them yeah so that so <laughs> so how much more can she do she's been giving to the poor her name has popped up and now here 
Yeah. Uh, and now she's become she the thing that they, they, they right. call her. Yeah. But she says her thought here, I have to do more. I have to think grander schemes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Yasna may be influencing her. Could Shalon's lies help her be something more than a broken girl from rural Yakoved? So it's funny that Sanderson describes her as that because that's my whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like she's broken. Yep. And there's that line, they all, they were all broken. Yeah. We're all broken. Silly. Yeah. Right. Silly. Yeah. Right. A girl who was deep down terrified that she had no idea what she was doing. That's one thing I, I sort of oscillate back and forth on with Shalon is do, like, is she, does she know what she's doing or is it, or is it just sort of experimentation? I don't think she knows, I don't think no, she knows what she's doing at all. Le, Le, Shalon is the, um, antithesis of fake it till you make it. She's literally faking it till she makes it. She's created right. personas maybe. who know how to Not do maybe, the things she doesn't know how to do. And right. those personas are fake. She's literally faking it till she makes it. I wonder though, sometimes if that fake it till you make it is actually just making it, you know, like what's the difference really? It's true. You're still, yeah. it's true. You're still accomplishing. You're, yeah, you're still yep. problem solving on the fly. You know, like, I don't know. I take your point. Though. I, 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 I totally agree because, um, you know, I was inspired to do this pod by a, um, a, a podcast called uh, Guardians of the Gygaxy out of New Zealand. Um, mm. uh, good friend Michael uh, started that pod and they did, you know, a crappy mic in the middle of the room at their D&D <laughs> game recording crappy audio. And they just, you know, I had talked to him and, and he said, you just do it. You can't, right. you can't wait till you have equipment. You can't wait till you have right. this. You can't wait till you have the chops or the experience. You just do it. And yeah. then that's when I started potting and I was like, oh, whatever, I, I, if I have to buy a shitty microphone and, and I don't even know how to edit, <laughs> I'm just going to start. And you're right. Faking it till you make it is kind of a misnomer because it's doing even it, though yeah. you're doing it, you're doing it. So the right. moment that I decided to pod, I was potting regardless of the quality. Right. So right. yeah. 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 I appreciate that. I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you started. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the cultists chanted softly. Hang on, did I skip something? Gerbil's terrified. Yeah, the cultists chanted softly, repeating the words of the leaders at the front. Our time has passed. The spren have come. Give them our sins. Yes, she could feel it. Uh, quick question there: sins, yeah. first time used in the book. In the um, series? No, I don't think so. I was wondering because I, I no? mean, I don't. I mean, I, I can't track every time a word's been used. In, no, I know. But, I, I'm but, just saying. I, I, I it's kind of it's one of those words where it's a little, it's a little very Catholic uh, and very Christian and it's very connotative. It's uh, our religious, like our religious associative. Experience. Yeah, I, it's lo it, you might even call it a loaded word. Uh, it's just I, I, I just I hadn't. Uh, I, I wasn't clear as to how many times it was. I don't a part think of, it's the first time it's been used. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would, uh, I would like find transgressions it might have been extremely surprising if this was the first time it was used. Yeah. Okay. Yes, she could feel it. The freedom that these people felt, these cultists, it was the peace of surrender. They coursed down the street, proffering their torches and lanterns toward the sky, wearing the garb of Spren. Why worry? Embrace the release. Embrace 
the transition, embrace the coming of storm and spren, embrace the end. Mm-hmm. Swift spren, so yeah, this, it, yeah. What, what do you, what's your take on this cult of moments? Because um, my, my take, my, my take is, I mean, it, it might, it might be benign in terms of it's what people need in this time. Yeah. Right? Like, what what do we know about it that is uh, causing harm? That is, you know, actually... Because we don't really maybe know enough, do we? We don't know enough. Okay. We don't know enough at we all. We don't know enough. Because um, we, we, we have parades. It's, it's sort of like... I think you and I talked about it like uh, as if it was like, you know, Burning Man or... You know, like it's it seemed a little, uh, you know, just sort of like... I don't know. Yeah, it, um, uh, it's um very expressive sort of My my feelings about this cult are seems pretty cool. Let's join. I mean, seems no, no, cool. no, I don't want to join a cult. Um, <laughs> um they uh let's, let's join. They 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 seem to think that um we are at a pivot point in the world and things are about to change and we have to embrace yeah. it and their angle is that um, the time of man and mort- uh, 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 and mortals have passed. It yeah, is now the time for Spren. Um, yeah. So I mean, is it any different yeah, than any little... other cult that we've ever heard of in our? Uh, you know, yeah, I know. It's I know. not that different. It's, it's just what concerns me, of course, is the you know the, the coming storm, the Spren, embrace the end. You know, if you're focusing on the end, then I this don't is know. the end. <laughs> not... <laughs> okay, so surrender. Give me your passion. Your pain, your love, give up your guilt and embrace the end. Shalon, I'm not your enemy. Hmm. Who is that speaking? I don't know. Who is that speaking? Well, it says, is that Swiss Spren breathed in their chants and saturated herself with the, her, their ideas. She became them. She could hear it whispering in the back of her mind. Surrender. Right. Give me your passion, your pain, your love. Give up your guilt. Embrace the end, Shalon. I'm not your enemy. That does not sound like she's just thinking that shit. It sounds like she's hearing it. Yeah, but who is saying that to her? I don't know. So she could hear it. Now, it's not, you know, I I don't know. I didn't have a guess on this. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, more will be explained as we read. Maybe not this chapter, but. The last one stood out like a scar on a beautiful man's face. It was jarring. And she came to herself. She'd initially thought that this group might lead her up to revel on the Oathgate platform, but she'd let herself be carried away by the darkness, trembling. She stopped in place. And the others stopped around her. The illusion, the spren-like tassels behind her continued to stream. Even when she wasn't walking, there was no wind. The cultists' chanting broke off, and corrupted awespren exploded around several of their heads. Soot black puffs. I like that, mm-hmm. that little word coupling too. Um, wrapped in streaming cloth, her face was obscured. Ignoring wind and gravity, she would look like an actual spren. There are spren, Shalon said to the gathered crowd, using light weaving to twist and wrap and warp her voice. There are spren and there are spren. You followed the dark ones. They whisper for you to abandon yourselves, and they lie. The cultists gasped. We do not want your devotion. 
When have Spren ever demanded your devotion? Stop dancing in the streets and be men and women again. Strip off those idiotic costumes and return to your families. <laughs> wow. So she's like Pretty shouting great. this out. She's like using yeah. thaumaturgy All to these boom tassels voice flowing. And... This is crazy. It's yeah. really great. I really like this moment from yeah. her. They didn't move quickly enough. So she sent her tassels streaming upward, curling about one another, lengthening a powerful light flashed from her. And she says, go. And they fled, some throwing off their costumes as they went. This is, this yeah. is great. I really like this. Yeah. Shalon waited trembling until she was alone. And she let the glow vanish and shrouded herself in blackness and then stepped off the street. When she emerged from the blackness, she looked like Vale. She'd become one of them so easily. Was her mind so quickly corrupted? Mm-hmm. So... Do you consider her turning herself into a spren like a corruption? Well, I, I don't. I don't know if she. I don't think she means like corrupted in that sense that she like like a, the spren are being corrupted. I think she's no, but like um, Nananev, when she became Lady uh, High Lady Nananev for that brief mm-hmm. second, and she started thinking about moving into the castle and doing away with the old Nananev, she had become fully that person, and she's saying it now. Mm. Like, how did I, uh, she'd become one of them so easily, was her mind so easily corrupted? Like, how, how is it that she's diving into this so easily and becoming these so things? Easily. yeah. Yeah, so that's just freaking her out a little bit, I think. Hmm. Maybe it's the bond with pattern. Maybe. That she understands uh, intrinsically spren in an innate way. She's able to express the spren it could, it could be her power base radiant. too, right? Like she could be, this is part of being a light weaver is being able to do this, but a, you, yeah. you know, it, it's a, it's a great tool, but if you overuse it, it you can, you know, kind of fall, you know, fall to it type of thing. We don't, we don't really know much about, about light weavers and what they go through. Or even if this is just a, a Shalon thing, remember we talked about Shalon having mm. some major trauma. Yeah. So this could not even be a light weaver thing. This could be not like an illumination thing. This could just be a right. Shalon thing. Shalon right. is looking to not be Shalon. Little sad bit in the next page yeah. on my paperback here. Um, she wraps her arms around herself, like hugging herself. Mm-hmm. This made me really a bit sad here. Trailing through streets and markets, Yasna would have been strong enough to keep going to keep going with them until reaching the platform. And as if these hadn't been allowed up, most that wandered the streets aren't, sorry, weren't privileged enough to join the feast. Then she'd have done something else, perhaps take the place of one of the feast guards. The truth was, she enjoyed the thievery and feeding the people. Vale wanted to be a hero of the streets, like in the old stories. That had corrupted Shalon preventing her from going forward with something more logical. But she'd never been the logical one. That was Yasna. And Shalon couldn't be her. Maybe she could become radiant and she huddled against the wall. I want to stop here. Um, it's what I find really interesting mm-hmm. is that Shalon appears to be unlimited in who she can become, but she can't become Yasna. Why? Um, like, 
she, she can act and and she and okay if we go back in I'm going to go back in time if we go back in time she was being Yasna right she was emulating right she she was becoming her learning when from she her landed step, on the like, banks of the Frostlands after the wind's pl- pleasure was distru- uh, sunk she had to fake it till she made right, it and she bit. was pretending to be her estimation of Yasna, a high lady with who was in control, who had power, right. and and that helped her then. But what she's saying here is that, you know, she as Vale, she enjoys thievery. She enjoys doing the, the right thing and feeding the people. She wanted to mm-hmm. be the hero of the streets. Um, but what's not that's not needed. If she would have been strong like Yasna, she could have, like. Um, hid herself in that group of cultists and made her way back to where they were all going and right. had got, like, been able to infiltrate the area that they're trying to get to. Right, but, and already accomplished, because in a bit here, she goes to Elokar, right? They have mm-hmm. a conversation, right. and she says, don't worry, I am going to do it. I'm going to... But what you're saying now is she could have maybe she could have done it, it done. then yeah and she's saying right. that if she was right. like yasna okay. maybe she would have been able to do that had corrupted shalon preventing her from going forward with something more logical she'd never been the logical one that was yasna and shalon couldn't be yasna maybe though maybe okay. she could become radiant so she's already thinking I couldn't do it as Vale. Maybe I can do it as as Radiant. As Radiant, yeah. yeah. So she's yeah. really like searching for a way to be able to to do things without herself, Shalon, having to do them. Having to, yeah, right. That is sort of the that's sort of the strange bit. Another part of me just just thought that um, that when she says uh, when it says here that Shalon couldn't be her, couldn't be Yasna. Maybe it's because. Being the logical one and having Yasna's approach, she's already been there. Mm-hmm. She's already, in a way, done that. She's yeah. already been Yasna, and it's not enough. Yeah, like something more, another character, someone else is needed mm-hmm. because she's already done it. Yeah, it's going so backwards, not forward. It's going backwards, yeah. but I mean, it remains to be seen. But I just want to throw that out there. Um. She huddles, huddles against a wall, arms wrapped around herself. This, this image I really find very touching, um, that, that she's, I guess it, like, it's almost like, I wonder, I wonder when she's holding herself, who, who is doing the consoling? Right. Like, are the, are the arms like a different character? Is it, is it Shalon really holding herself or is Vale comforting her? I, I, I don't, I don't think it's Vale. Hmm. I don't know. She's trembling. She's, she went looking for light. I like this mm-hmm. thematically. She found it down a street, a calm level glow, the friendly light of spheres, and with it, a sound that seemed impossible. It was laughter. And she chased it. She was hungry for it. I like this, the hungry, hungry bit. Mm-hmm. Gathering of, a, a gathering of people singing beneath Noman's azure gaze, the moon They'd overturned boxes gathering in a ring while one man led the boisterous songs. So <laughs> I have to admit, I'm, my thoughts this morning when we gathering in a ring, singing songs, I just went right to uh, Dr. Seuss and I was imagining that, that cartoon. And anyways, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I just, for some reason, I, I chuckled and then I got back into it. Shalon watched, hand on the wall of the building, Vale's hat held limply in her gloved safe hand. I really like that image too. Don't you like, like Shalon, she's watching this hand is on the wall of the building and Vale's hat is 
just sort of beside her, like not on. Yeah, she's, she's not, not wearing it. She's Shalon right now. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about that I just, I like. It seems, uh, I don't know, poetic or something. How could they be so happy? Oh, yeah, the laughter. The laughter, shouldn't that laughter have been more desperate? How could they be this happy? How could they sing? <laughs> Again, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, help but think of the Grinch, you know, commenting like, uh, it came without boxes and bags. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. how could they be happy and singing? This is, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, anyway, sometimes she felt like a thing wearing a human skin. Yeah. Wow. What do you think of that line? Um, well, she, she makes the, um, she makes the, uh, uh, description that she was like that thing in Urethiru, the unmade that sent out puppets Dude. of herself pretending to be human, uh, human. Oh, did you, uh, did everyone see that? Hold on. Wait, did you guys yeah, see little, that on the, on the, the call? Well, Jack showed, because... hold on, hold on. For the, those who were uh, listening in audio, Jack showed his arm and it's <laughs> not show to show arm? that his, uh, arm hair is receding. It's arm? that he's got goosebumps. <laughs> his safe arm. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't know. There's something about that. Like her referring to herself as a thing. Yeah. Wearing a human skin. The, an associative uh, comment here to the unmade. And also um, who sent out puppets. Like I never, I hadn't really thought about her characters as being puppets. Right. And that, I don't know. It just, it just, I don't know. It just seems a little creepy a little yeah, dis- it's for a little sure disturbing. It i think it's everything about shallan's story is sort of creepy we've been over this you know uh, well, um, i know but at the same time she's this curly red-haired like you know I, i'm evoking images of you know merida doesn't it make the, it, it even more creepy though when like a cute yeah, innocent yeah like yeah yeah i i don't know it's, i like it it's uh, a fast she's a fascinating uh creation it's him she says she noticed absently Wits leading the songs. He hadn't left her any more messages at the inn. Last time she'd visited, the innkeeper contempl- sorry, complained that he'd moved out and had coerced her to pay. Wits tab. Vale pulled on her hat, then turned and trailed away down the small market street. It's so, nice to say that there was like a, a moment here where she's spiraling out and then she hears happiness and laughter and singing right and it's being led by wit it's wit yeah led by wit it's like it's like he wasn't even really involved but somehow he was there as yeah. a lifeline for her in some weird back backwards way kind of thing you know yeah yeah it's just great i just love it hmm. it's a cute I like little it too. i hope that it, I, I hope that he's kind of that he was there for her in that moment to carry help carry her on yeah like he well i mean if we know wit he wouldn't have known why he had to get those people to start laughing and singing right but he knew that he had to right he had to yeah interesting yeah 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 okay so we get a little change here um she turned herself back into shallan right before she reached the tailor's shop and Vale let go reluctantly let go she kept wanting what's that Vale let go yeah, she let go reluctantly. Like Vale could have held on if she really wanted to. I know. It's what it, dude, this is what I've been saying. Yeah, the language <laughs> is very purposeful there. Absolutely. As she kept wanting to go track down Kaladin in the wall guard, he wouldn't know her. So she could approach him, pretend to get to know him, and maybe flirt a little. This is what you've been saying. That's Vale. Yeah. 
dude. And then, and then I love the next line because it says Radiant was aghast at that idea. Her odes to Adolin weren't complete, but they were important. Yeah. She respected him and enjoyed their time training together with the sword. So, dude, this, this is so complex. Yeah. But I, I've been saying this, this whole thing with Vale, I think it's, I just think there's an ever-increasing connection between Vale's way of seeing things and, and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Unless I'm just reading it. And no, no, no. I think you're, I think you're right. It. it sounds like, you know, Radiant loves Adolin. Vale is attracted to Kaladin. And then the next <laughs> yeah. line is like. What did Shallan want again? Did it matter? Yeah. And why bother worrying about her? Okay. Who is saying that? Right. Oh, well, maybe it's both of them. Or maybe it's Shallan saying that about Shallan. Which is even more sad. Yeah, it's even a little more sad. That's a bit more the. Uh, I feel the like it's it's Vale because Vale finally let go is the next line, but Vale finally let go. But right? even if she it folded, is Vale, even yeah. if it is Radiant, it's still Shalon thinking these things about herself. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting complicated, bro. It is. She folded her hat and coat and then used an illusion to disguise them as a satchel. She layered an illusion of Shalon and Rava over the top of her trousers and shirt and then strolled inside, where she found Drahi and Scar playing cards and debating which kind of chuta was best. There were different kinds, she thought. <laughs> Shalon nodded, uh, and exhausted, she started up the steps. A few hunger spren expressed themselves, reminded her that she hadn't saved anything for herself, and that is one of my highlights is that she after all that she forgot after to feed all herself that, she gets home and she's hungry that's a highlight for me yeah. for sure uh, from the day's thievery she put away her clothing and then hiked down to the kitchen I like that it's hiked so it's laborious for her yeah she's so tired she found Elicar drinking wine uh, into which he had dropped a sphere I like this little detail mm-hmm. that he was the drinking light wine is from the cup a, yeah yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I love stopping on all these little things just to imagine this. A red-violet glow from this sphere in his wine glass is the only light in the room. On the table before him was a sheet of glyphs, names of the houses that he'd been approaching through the parties. He'd crossed out some of the names and had circled others, writing down numbers of troops they might be able to provide. Fifty arm, sorry, fifty armsmen here and 33 there or mm-hmm. 30 there he raised the glowing cup what is that design on your skirt it seems familiar to me she glanced down and pattern who usually clung to her coat had been replicated in the illusion on the side of her hava she says familiar elicar nodded he didn't seem drunk just contemplative i used to see myself as a hero like you i imagined claiming the shattered plains in my father's name. Vengeance for blood spilled. It doesn't even matter now, does it, that we won? <laughs> of course it matters, Shallan says. We have Urathiru, and we defeated a large army of Voidbringers. Sometimes I think that if I merely insist long enough, the world will transform, he grunts. But wishing and expecting is of the passions. It's a heresy. A good Voren worries about transforming themselves. The next line is, give me your passion. 
Yeah, that was one of the lines that she heard when she was in the surrender. Give me your passion, your pain, your love. Right. That's what she heard earlier. Right. Have you any news about the Oathgate or the Cult of Moments, he asks. She says, no, I have some thoughts about getting up there, though. New ones. Good. I might have troops for us soon, though their numbers will be smaller than I'd hoped. We depend upon your reconnaissance. However, I would, I would know what is happening on that platform before I march troops right into it. Give me a few more days, she says. I'll get onto the platform, I promise. He took a drink, a drink of his wine. There are few people remaining to whom I can still be a hero, Radiant. This city. My son. Storms, he was a baby when I last saw him. He'd be about three now. Locked in the palace. Shalon set down her food. Wait here. She goes and fetches her sketch pad and pencils, places out some spheres for light and starts drawing. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Well, I don't have a proper sketch of you and I want one. Creation spreads started to appear and they seemed normal. Although they were so odd, it was hard to tell. Elicar was a good man, in his heart at least. Shouldn't that matter most? Yeah, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alucard is, is yeah. I, I I'm I'm cautious. I hope everything's on the on the level. That's Do it. you? That's all I'm I, I just I, I would be remiss to not say. Is there anything that you've read in this last little bit here that you? Is there anything that you wanted to chat about or anything that you wanted to ask about? Oh, I'm missing something, aren't I? No, not necessarily. Okay. Just there's um. The, you've just read a lot of stuff, right? You just read. Yeah, she want. Right. So um. So give me a few more days. So we talked about that, that yeah. she, you know, she basically could have had this done. She could have, but she's all like, uh, it, right. maybe it wasn't right. But Vale wanted but, to feed the... Yeah. Right. Right. So that cost her time. She could so have also snuck in with the cultists just now, but that she decided not to because she was a little freaked out that she had become this thing. So it's, I, I think it's quite uh, nice. Is it, the, is it the fact that he refers to her as radiant? No. Um, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, I guess I'm not necessarily He'd be trying to point. by now locked in the palace. He's now locked in the palace. Seems kind of strange to me. Well, the, the, I mean, he he's assuming his son's there. I I didn't want to like. I'm not trying to point anything out. I just because you you just read quite a bit of uh, of pair uh, of chapter here, and mm -hmm. didn't pause to think on anything. So if there was anything that you wanted to talk about, that's great. Well, g g the whole give me your passion thing is. I don't I don't understand who's speaking to her. Right. Like surrender, mm -hmm. who who is saying who yeah, is asking that of her? We we've kind of had these moments before where some characters have been hearing um, something in their head, whether or not it's their own inner thoughts right. escaping. You know, sometimes they're in italics, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're mm -hmm. in capital letters, like when the Stormfather talks. So it's it, mm -hmm. it there, there there are moments like this that that resemble it. One of the things I will say though that I really love here is that. After all this confusion about Veil, Radiant, um, the uh, Swift Spren, all these different things happening to Shalon, Shalon right. comes back, sits down, and does a very Shalon thing, mm -hmm. which is she draws Elokar. Right. And right. not only draws him, but she does the thing that she did for people previously. She right. draws them in a way As that they... shows them who they could be. Right. And this has always been my favorite thing about Shalon, mm -hmm. you know, is being able to see the potential in people. Yeah. And then Luth. maybe help foster that out of them. 
by being right. like, this is what, this is what you could be. I love this right. little part coming up here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. Elokar was a good man in his heart, at least. Shouldn't that matter most? He moved to look over her shoulder, but she was no longer sketching from sight. We'll save them, Shalon whispered. You'll save them. It will be all right. Elokar watched silently as she filled in the shading and finished the picture. Once she lifted her pencil, Elokar reached past her and rested his fingers on the page. It depicted Elokar kneeling on the ground, beaten down, clothing ragged, but he looked upward, up, sorry, outward, chin raised. He wasn't beaten. No, this was noble, is regal. Is this what I look like? He whispered. Yes. It's what you could be, at least. May I, may I have it? She lacquered the page and then handed it to him. Thank you. He almost seemed to be in tears. Feeling embarrassed, she gathered her supplies and her food, and then hurried out of the kitchen. Back in her rooms, she met Ishna, who was grinning. The short, dark-eyed woman had been out wearing veils, face, and clothing. She held up a slip of paper. Someone handed me this today, Brightness, while I was giving away food. Frowning, Shalon took the note. Meet us at the borders of the rebel in two nights. The day of the next ever storm, it read. Come alone and bring food. Join the feast. Yeah. That's our chapter. I just love that it ends. Obviously, it ends with this, mm. like this note that, you know, all of everything that she's done is not, it has worked. Right. Right. So she's, yeah, she's kind of accomplishing she's, she's her, her mission here. But also, yeah. I just love this nice, quiet moment at the end where she gets to draw Alucard and does the thing right. that she does, the thing that she did for yeah. Bluth, you know, like... It's, saw it's nice him. to see Shallan again, right? Yeah, yeah, exa mm -hmm. exactly that. It's nice to spend right. a few moments with Shallan. With Shallan, As much yeah. as I love Vale, and, and it was really cool that she became <laughs> Nananev a couple chapters ago, and it was really cool right. that she became uh, um, the Swift Spren, it's nice to spend time with our good pal Shallan. <laughs> So what's your highlight? Um, I, I think it's that. I think my highlight is yeah. uh, Shalon drawing Elokar at the end and like yeah. um, seeing the good in him like she's done for people before and like making them feel that goodness too. Like he mm -hmm. says, you know, is that what I look like? Is that what I look like? Yeah. And then she just says, yes. She thinks... It's what you could, you could be at least, but she doesn't it's say that to him. Be. She says, no, no, yes, no. She thinks that this is yeah. what you look like. Yeah. It's really, really cool. It's really powerful. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. What about and again, you? it's sort of, I, it, it goes to that whole, you know, theme for, for the second perspective. Book, for, uh, yeah. Perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For Just sure. So you can see yourself. What do you, what, what's right your uh, highlight? Um, I'll join you in that, but I'll also go back to, uh, her not saving any food. Yeah. For herself. For herself. Like when she's just so exhausted at the end of all this. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, just this whole thing must be just incredibly exhausting to be a part of. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick that. I'm very curious about this give me your passion, your pain, this whole thing. Mm -hmm. like, I, don't, I don't quite have that together yet. We... And, of course, a highlight to Swift's friend, to this new character. Yeah. You know, the tassels and, and her making them flee. Like, I don't know. There's yeah, really some neat. great moments yeah, in this it's really chapter. Neat. So chapter 75, only red. 
That was a quite the foreboding title I read this morning. Yeah. And I texted you about it. I'm like, what is going on here? This is going to be bad. I was thinking this was going to be Evie bad. Yeah. I was thinking this was going to be like Evie's not going to survive this chapter. Right. It's only red. Something's going to happen with this Evie story. And we're going to get the, we're going to get the. Is there a uh, moment in between reading only red and 11 years ago where you thought this chapter could have been just red? Away from Vatha and Gaz, and it's just a red out on the town. Like, uh, if you've ever watched you Coach, uh, if you ever watched uh, Ted Lasso, there's a whole Coach Beard episode where he just goes out on the town. The whole episode's about him. Could could this uh, <laughs> could this chapter have been only red? And he's just out in the town, thinking things are uh, think things are cool, like going and gambling in gambling houses. Dude, no? I dude, right over my head. Okay. Because there's a character yeah. in Shalon's crew called Red. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Sorry. Only Red. Yeah. Okay. Answer. Uh, it could have been. Sure. Yeah. Why not? He ends up <laughs> he ends up going home, passed out with brand new pants. <laughs> Anyways, it's a Coach Lasso thing. Okay. Del- okay. So this chapter begins 11 years ago. Um, Dalinar left the horse. Horses were too slow. A misty fog blew off the lake, reminding him of that day long ago when he, Gavilar and Sadius, had first attacked the rift. So right away, I just, I find this very sort of horror movie, mm-hmm. like dismounting off the horses, misty fog. The elites who accompanied Dalinar were the product of years of planning and training. They were primarily archers, but they wore no armor and were trained for long distance running. Yeah. Horses were magnificent beasts and the Sunmaker famously had used an entire company of cavalry over a short distance their speed and maneuverability had been legendary you know what it just makes Those me think possi- of eh, is it makes sorry, me think ahead. of sorry it makes me think of that uh, that scene in uh, lord of the rings it's more so mm. in the books than in the movie but where at the end of uh fellowship um mm-hmm. mary and uh uh pippin have been taken by the orcs and legolas right. gimli and aragorn have to find them they have to chase after them and they literally yeah. run for like three days straight days straight, just yeah, yeah like just and yeah. that, i don't know if that's uh, i remember remembering that properly but it makes me think of that that run that those three characters had to make to catch up you know they were yeah indomitable well, just Dalinar, stamina out the wazoo just being able to catch up he makes a great point here in that you know having them go over you know broken ground like rocky ground mm-hmm. It's better to have the men do it. Yeah. Just run, just running. Yeah. Um, those possibilities intrigued Alinar regarding the Sunmaker's uh, cavalry efforts. But could men be trained to fire bows from horseback? How devastating would that be? What about a charge of horses bearing men with spears like the legends spoke of during the Shin invasion? But for today, he didn't need horses. Men were better suited for long-distance running, much better, scrambling over broken hillsides and uneven rocks. This company of elites could outrun any harrying force he'd yet to meet. Though archers, they were proficient with the sword, and their training was unparalleled. Their stamina, legendary. And that's what made me think of Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli, is their right. stamina, legendary. <laughs> like, just, let's run for three days. Okay. Right. Dalinar hadn't trained with them personally. 
as he didn't have time to practice 30, so 30 mile a day runs for these yeah. elites. That's crazy. He had plate to make up the difference. Clad in his armor, he led the charging force over scrub and rock past reeds that released hair-like inner strands to shiver on the breeze until he drew, until he drew near. Grass, tree, and weed took fright at his approach. I've always loved this with Dalinar, with the Blackthorn, mm -hmm. nature reacting, recoiling away from him. Yeah, you've always just really Can't loved enough. how the environment changes, you mm -hmm. know, and how it can retract Love and it. protect itself. And yeah, it's really mm -hmm. cool. Two Fires, which could have been another great title. Mm -hmm. I think I think Only Red is, is perfect, but Two Fire burned inside him. First, the energy of the plate lending power to each step and the second the second fire was the thrill Sadius a traitor impossible he had supported Gavilar all along and Dalinar trusted him and yet I thought myself trustworthy Dalinar thought leading the charge down a hillside a hundred men flooding behind him yet I almost turned on Gavilar it's mm -hmm. a good point here yep so he's thinking about his trust in Sadius, but he himself almost went against his brother. Right. Um, he would see for himself. He would find out whether this caravan that had brought supplies to the rift actually did have a shard bear in its ranks. But the possibility that he had been betrayed, that Sadius could have been working against them all along, drove Dalinar to a kind of focused madness, a clarity only the thrill bestowed. I really like this associative word here to being clear-minded mm -hmm. and focused. like Because the, of the, the thrill? thrill. Well, yeah, because it's, you know, because you obviously would maybe look at a word like clarity being, oh, well, that's good. I'm glad yeah. that you got, you got things figured out. Yeah. But, but having things figured out can be, can be just the problem. But it's also, it, it, it might come across as a clarity, but the thrill is also making everything else but its own needs unclear. Right. You're getting like the singular focus on the task at hand and sure that task is clear, but right. you, it's hard to think about anything else when you're in the thrill. That's the reason why Gavilar even, or Dalinar even considered going against Gavilar was because he was in the throes of the thrill. Mm -hmm. Right. So, well, I, I, I rail against clarity just simply from me. And I, and I think this is a Aristotelian sort of approach to be honest. Oh, Okay. I'll, I'll bring my, I'll bring my Yasna into this conversation. Yeah, professor. Um, ju just because, um, you know, clarity um, could get you to the point where you no longer question, you're no longer seeking answers, you're no longer, you're no longer um, coming up with questions. Right. So clarity for me is... Is unclear. Problematic. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's problematic. It's, it's, oh. I think it's just, it's trouble. And I, I like that... Uh, that the thrill um, gives this clarity because I, I just, I disagree. Mm -hmm. It was the focus of a man, his sword and the blood he would spill. Yeah. The thrill seemed to transform within him as he ran, soaking into his tire. So this is great. We've talked about the drugs. Mm -hmm. Soaking into his tired muscles saturating him mm -hmm. it's an injection yeah for sure it's, it's like getting like hit of uh a, yeah you know what it's it's like it's like um this is an old uh, this is a deep cut but it's like uh a deep, a riffs. deep cut it is a deep cut like riffs 
and being playing a juicer the RPG yeah oh. playing a juicer in rifts which you literally oh. have mm. like tanks of adrenaline hooked up juicer. to you I haven't heard that and you juice yourself up yeah so that's yeah. what the thrill is like right now he does, yeah. he's tired he needs that's another cool. hit let's go <laughs> that's old school I haven't, I haven't heard I haven't thought about that in a long time I know that's why um, I throw it out there it's for like that uh, one person that's listening that's like oh my god I love riffs I love riffs yeah <laughs> and then the others are like what what are you know, like they, they, they skip ahead they hit the the, the skip 15 <laughs> seconds like just skip yeah. the riffs talk talk what are riffs? what is this it became a power unto itself yeah so when they crested a hillside some distance south of it some distance south of the rift oh rift. he felt somehow more energetic than when he'd left hmm. huh very apropos that i was just we were just making riffs jokes and yeah yeah, huh. I know. Cool. South of the rift. Um, oh. As his company of elites jogged up, Dalinar pulled to a stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like. I've always liked this description: uh, g- the grinding of stone as he comes to a stop. Yeah, I love that. It's very visceral. Ahead, down the hill, and at the mouth of the canyon, a frantic group was scrambling to arms. The caravan and its scouts must have spotted the approach. They'd been setting up camp, but left their tents running for the canyon where they could avoid potentially being flanked. Dalinar roared, summoning his blade, ignoring the fatigue of his men, and he dashed down the hillside. The soldiers wore forest green and white, Sadius's colors. He swept past the stragglers, slicing out with Oathbringer, dropping them, their eyes burning. But wait. His momentum wouldn't let him stop now. Where was the enemy Shardbearer? Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. I like this. The momentum is there. Like, you know, like he, he's, has, he, this is a, this is a battle in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's to get him to think. We have to remember too, that momentum is, uh, um, a theme for these, um, these flashbacks. The very first chapter of Dalinar's mm-hmm. flashbacks was named Momentum momentum yeah oh yeah when he right. first uh when he first gets t- taleb taleb pummels him with those those large arrows yeah it's called momentum that chapter momentum so, yeah wow. it's, it's part of his whole thing so cool something is wrong dalinar led his men into the canyon after the soldiers following the enemy along a wide path up the side he raised oathbringer high as he ran why would they put on sadius's colors if they're a secret Envoy bringing contraband supplies. Mm-hmm. Dalinar stopped in place, his soldiers swarming around him. I like that mm-hmm. the use of the swarm. Um, he saw no sign, almost like he's like the, the queen bee, yeah, <laughs> so to speak. He saw no sign of a shard bearer as the enemy gathered above. And those uniforms, he blinked. That was wrong. He shouted in order to pull back. But the sound of his voice was overwhelmed by a sudden roar. A sound like thunder, accompanied by a dreadful clatter of rock against rock. The ground quivered, and he turned in horror to find a landslide tumbling down the steep side of the ravine to his right, directly above where he had led his men. And everything spun and grew black. Still, he was pounded, rolled, and crushed. An explosion of molten sparks flashed in his eyes. Something had smacked him on the head. And finally it ended. He found himself lying in blackness, 
thick, warm blood running down his face Mm -hmm. and dripping from his chin. He could feel the blood, but not see it. Had he been blinded? His cheek was pressed against a rock. But no, he wasn't blind. He was buried. I love that too. Yeah. And the other thing I I love is that, you know, all of those elites taking the time in the text to describe them and then just one landslide done. Yeah. Like, and he'll say it later. This is the same kind Mm -hmm. of thing they tried on him before. Right. The elder Tanalan led him through that like rickety old thing just to drop him on his head. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, in a way, it's kind of, well, they'll never suspect it twice. Well, yeah. So maybe worth doing again. Yeah. Might as well go again. As his helm had shattered his, he shifted with a groan. Something illuminated the stones around his head. Stormlight was seeping from his breastplate. Somehow he'd survived a landslide and he lay face down, prone and buried. I just want to take a moment here to say that he's got many conditions at the moment. (laughs) <laughs> he's got a lot of conditions yeah he's got a lot of conditions yeah um okay this was a trap so there's your that's how you began the pot yeah this was a trap <laughs> it's a trap yeah this was a trap sadius was not a traitor this had been designed by the rift and its high lord to lure dalinar in and then drop stones to crush him cowards they tried something like that in rathalas long ago he relaxed groaning softly no can't lie here maybe he could pretend to be dead and that sounded so appealing he closed his eyes and started to drift and a fire ignited inside him you have been betrayed dalinar listen he heard voices and men picking through the wreckage of the rock slide he could make out their nasal accent rifters tanalan sent you here to die so this voice you know, okay, is it the same voice with Shalon? Is this the same? Surrender to me, give me your passion. This thrill saying, um, you've been betrayed. Like, you know, why is that the most important thing to be told here? Maybe, maybe it's the only way to survive though. Maybe. Is to, is to be angry at this and like Stoke without his the Blackthorn. Yeah. Yeah. Tanalan sent you here to die. Dalinar sneered, opening his eyes. These men wouldn't let him hide in his tomb of stone, feigning death. He carried shards, and they would find him to recover their prize. He braced himself and heard the men above. They were speaking eagerly, and they'd found his armor's cape. God, I lo- Sean, I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, finding the cape? It's just so descriptive. And, yeah. I don't know. I could just imagine this so well. Um, the, the cape sticking out through the stone, the glyphs of Kahak and Lenil. Stark on the blue background. Stones scraped and the burden upon him lightened the thrill, built to a crescendo. The stone near his head rolled back. Go. Dalinar heaved with his plate, plated feet and shifted a boulder with his still-armored hand opening enough space that he could stand up straight, and he ripped free of the tomb and stumbled upright into the air, stones clattering. This imagery, though, Mm -hmm. 
this is very for me this is very resurrection yeah i see what you're saying i mean he's he's buried he's in darkness um should it be literally dead. says here the stone near his head the stone rolled back yeah um plated feet he ripped free from this tomb i don't know for me it's very resurrection i like the rifters I, I like how he he couldn't push through himself because it was too much weight so he waited for them yeah. Yeah. to do some of the oh, work of yeah on their own death yeah, if they don't touch the boulders <laughs> he probably ends up dying right because right, he just lays right. there and gives yeah. up and dies. But by exposing him and taking some of these boulders off, they are ensuring their own death. Oh, their own death. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like they're, releasing they're the monster it. from its tomb. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. Like it's like the mummy yeah. or something. They right. have they they yeah. have released the monster. They have released the monster, yeah. right, right? I like it a lot. You know what? It's uh, funnily enough then, so bringing that to consideration and to light, on the previous page, it says... Maybe he could pretend to be dead, and that yeah. sounded so appealing. Yeah. I wonder like, if there's a part of him that wanted to let go. Yeah, just to like, be done with it. Like, actually let go. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I'm buried. Let go. I don't need to be Dalinar or the Blackthorn Or anymore. nothing, yeah. I don't have to be anything. Yeah. I can just let go. Wow. Yeah. But they were, they did... <laughs> it's, As they start yeah, exposing dude. him, he's like, motherfucker, yeah. these guys, they yeah. betrayed me. Yep. Okay, so go. He so the rifters cursed and scrambled backwards, and he leaped out of the hole, boots grinding against stone. He growled, summoning his blade. His armor was in worse shape than he assumed. He was sluggish, broken in four separate places. All around him, Tanalan's men's eyes seemed to glow. They gathered and grinned at him. He could see the thrill thick in their expressions. His blade and leaking plate reflected in their dark eyes. Blood streaming down the side of his face, Dalinar grinned back at them, and they rushed to attack. Wow. So... Pretty great. It's really great. I, um... I really love this... The, I'd like, I, you know, I'd love to be able to see some really awesome uh, fan art of, like, you know, young Dalinar with his helmet broken, part of his arm pauldron broken off. He's just... He's mm -hmm. bleeding and he's, like, smiling yeah. and he's just like, let's yeah. go! And, I know. He's, and he's crazy yeah, it's right crazy. Now. Well, the thing I love the most about this scene, though, what? is that we don't even get to see it. No, it's exactly. so horrible. That's my highlight. Yeah, that's my highlight too. It's that's so my highlight. That's awesome, dude. Okay, keep, keep going. Keep going then. Yeah, because you're right. The The omission is because it's not necessary. We already know what he's capable of. Right. right. And the fact that he blacks out and goes for it, it, it makes him even more scary. Yeah, like, of course. Like it was so grotesque that even Sanderson didn't want us to see it. Yeah. It's like that yeah. moment in Kill Bill 2 when uh, Tarantino decides to make everything black and white because he, he's like, if I don't make it black and white, <laughs> you don't want to see shit's going to be gross. <laughs> shit's going to be gross. <laughs> you don't want to see <laughs> You know this. what I mean? So, that's funny. Yeah. Black and white time. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Dalinar saw only red. He partially came to himself, found himself, pounding a man's head repeatedly against the stones. Behind him lay a pile of corpses with burned eyes. He dropped the head of the corpse in his hands and breathed out. What did he feel? Numb. The pain was a distant thing, 
Even anger was nebulous. Okay, that's really creepy to me. Mm -hmm. Is that you're so... I don't even know what, what the word is. You're so spent, I guess, that you don't feel anything. Pain is gone. Yeah. You're numb. You're not even feeling emotion. You've pointed out this numb feeling many times. It's actually a yeah. word, I think, in in previous yeah, uh, readings yeah, of the books. Yeah, numb came up in Way of Kings, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think you, you, there was one, this Early on, yeah. I think you latched onto some words that kept reoccurring and mm -hmm. numb was definitely one of them. Hmm. Why was he using those and not his shard? Oh yeah. Cause he was, he looked down at his bare hands. He was using his bare hands. Yeah, dude. Like he's got a, he's got Oathbringer. Oath, Oathbringer, uh, he, it says here, he turned to the side where Oathbringer protruded from a rock where he'd stabbed it. Yeah. So he, he basically wanted to feel more of this bloodthirsty expression. It makes and, me... Oh, and Oathbringer was not necessary. Right. He wanted to use his bare fists. It makes me think of that moment when um, Zeth is in the throne room of Yakaved about to kill the king, Hanavanar, and he's mm. like, I'm not even going to... Like, they're like, they've got all these half-plate shields, right? These, like, shard shields that they created. Mm. And mm -hmm. he's like, you know what? I'm not even going to fucking use the sword. And he fucking dismisses the sword and he ends up killing them just with his surges. Well, this is kind of Dalinar right. saying, I don't even need the sword. I'm just going to place right. it right over here. Let's kill these dudes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. He couldn't... Sorry, the gemstone on the pommel of Oathbringer was cracked. He couldn't dismiss it. Mm -hmm. Something about the crack had interfered. We know he that's stumbled true. stumbled to his feet. We, we've, we've, we've talked about this before, how the gemstone right. is the reason they can dismiss it and call it back. Right. He stumbled to his feet looking around for more foes, but none came to challenge him. His armor, someone had broken the breastplate while fighting him and he felt at a stab wound on his chest. He barely remembered that. The sun was low on the horizon, plunging the canyon into shadows. Around him, discarded bits of clothing flapped in the breeze, and bodies lay still. Not a sound, not even crumbling scavengers. Drained, he bound the worst of his wounds, and then grabbed Oathbringer and set it on his shoulder. Never had a shard blade felt so heavy, and he started walking. Yeah. He discarded pieces of shard blade as he was walking, and he grew which grew too heavy, he'd lost blood far too much. He focused on the steps one after another. Momentum. A fight was all about momentum. He didn't dare take the obvious route in case he encountered more rifters, and he crossed through the wilderness, vines writhing beneath his feet and rock buds sprouting after he passed. Like, see, again, I find there are very, I don't know, there's, there's, some religious imagery I find to all of this going mm -hmm. through the wilderness, dragging the sword, him like the sword. It seems like, like the cross um, that he's, he's, it's the cross, the bridge, yeah, dragging it behind him. Absolutely. Well, the, the book is called Oathbringer and he's dragging Oathbringer alongside of him. Right. Dragging his, his legacy behind him, right? The legacy of him yeah. having killed Tantalan's fa uh, father, not having killed Tantalan, taking the sword for himself. Right. Yeah, there's def definitely the, some heavy uh, imagery there. The thrill returned to urge him on. 
sure this walk was a fight. I like that too, mm-hmm. that this walk is a battle. Yeah. Night fell and he threw off his last piece of shard plate, leaving only the neck brace. They could regrow the rest from it, from that, if they had to. I like the fact he says, if they had to, if yeah. I make it. Yeah. They might not even need to. He's nav. It says here in a bit, he's navigating from the stars. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a miracle that he even made it back. Yeah. He's, uh, it's a miracle that he even, he's even alive. It's, right. it's a more of a miracle that he's even making his way back, not even knowing really where he is. It's not like this is in, you know, um, his own princedom where he grew up and he knows the lay of the land. Right. He's kind right. of in a foreign land right now. Yeah. In a foreign yeah. section of Kolinar. Keep moving. In that darkness, shadowed figures seem to accompany him. Armies made of red mist at the corners of his vision, charging forces that fell to dust and sprouted from shadow again like surging ocean waves in a constant state of disintegration and rebirth. Not just men, but eyeless horses. Animals locked in struggle, stifling the life from one another, shadows of death and conflict, to propel him through the night. What a great paragraph. Mm -hmm. It's so incredibly descriptive, and it just evokes so much imagery. I, I love that paragraph. He hiked for an eternity. Eternity was nothing when time had no meaning. He was actually surprised when he approached the light of the rift and torches held by soldiers in the walls. His navigation by the moons and the stars had been successful. Mm-hmm. He stalked through the darkness toward his own camp. There was another army here, Sadius's actual soldiers. They'd arrived ahead of schedule. Another few hours, and Tanalan's ploy wouldn't have worked. Right. If Tan- if Sadius's army had shown up just a couple of hours up. earlier, then right. then he could have just went to Sadius himself, and he wouldn't have done all this stuff. He wouldn't have right. chased after this caravan and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's uh, sometimes these plans are all about like timing, precise. Hang on timing. a second. Ha- can I stop and think about something for a second? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, this is <laughs> our, our going to be a long podcast. Dude, the entire um, podcast is built on you taking a second to think about something. <laughs> That's the whole show. <laughs> okay, so hang on, hang on. Um, how, how 100% certain are we that Sadius is not involved? Right now, so, we so, have so, to... So just, right now, we have to believe what Dalinar is telling us, that Sadius was not involved. Okay, but just... Let me sort of think about something here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sadius is not involved. Um, unless this was... Okay, hang on. I guess it would, uh, it would have to be the timing. What I'm trying to think about right now is just that Sadius is showing up. He's seemingly shocked by everything, mm-hmm. right? But what if that's the root... What if that's the... Like, what if Sadius... <laughs> just, just playing... Yeah, yeah. You know, I see what you're what saying. What if he did... In, did intend to ally with Tanalan. This whole thing was planned, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Sadius showing up at this point, he was, he was thinking that he was showing up after the deed has been done. Right. Well, he, that's what I'm thinking about right now. Well, the, what he's saying, what Dalinar is saying here is that Sadius showed up ahead of schedule. He wasn't supposed to be showing up till much later in the night, maybe tomorrow morning. 
But Sadius's army was now here ahead of schedule. And if right. he had been even more ahead of schedule, this whole thing wouldn't have worked because he could have right. just asked I know. Sadius. What you're yeah. supposing is that the caravan was a ruse from Tanalin, but that secretly Sadius is actually behind it, potentially. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of double think, but anyways, it's probably you, not that. Th- anyway. I guess the question is, do you believe Sadius when he talks to him just now? You know what? I'm going to go with no, because... Because um, <laughs> it's Sadius, and we already know. Because it's Sadius. I'm sorry. Sadius. Like, like, you don't earn any trust with me. And, and so far, in the, in the background, in the flashbacks, I've got really not, not a whole lot to go on. It's true. To stitch Dalinar and Sadius together mm-hmm. as brothers, like we, this is not Adolin and 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 Kaladin, which even in that relationship we don't have enough. No, but we have. You know I, mean? I like, think that your point like I, is right. We have more of a sense of their impending brotherness, friendship, yeah. than we do of the past of Dalinar and Sadius. Correct, for sure. Right. Yeah, uh, it's like this is what I said to you last episode or the episode before, where I said <clears throat> normally Sanderson shows us, not tells us, but in this instance, mm-hmm. he's just told us Gavilar, Dalinar, Sadius are the best of friends, but we don't really get to right. see that friendship. Like they don't go far enough back or don't show us enough flashbacks of them just being buddy buddy for us to see right. their closeness. Right. Okay. So anyways, I, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud. It's I'm, okay. I'm yeah. just not... We were, we were actually covering this chapter way too fast. So it was nice that we sidetracked a little bit. Okay. <laughs> it's nice that we, <laughs> that we sidetracked. Okay. Um, navigation by the moons. Okay. The attendant, where did I have that? He start, he stalked through the darkness toward his own camp. Another army was there. Another few hours, Talon's play would have And that's when I had my thought. Okay. Dalinar dragged Oathbringer behind him. It made a soft scraping sound as it cut a line in the stone. Yeah, this this is this is the bridge for me or the cross. Heard soldiers talking by the bonfire ahead, and one of them called something out. Dalinar ignored them, each step relentless, as he passed into their light. A pair of young soldiers in blue crowed their challenges until cutting off and lowering their spears, gaping. Stormfather, one of them says, stumbling back, Kelek and the Almighty himself. Wow, like Dalinar must be quite the sight. Yeah. Like he's covered, he's caked, he's, I think it said, what was the word? Oh, it's coming up here. He's caked in blood. Yeah, only red. Dalinar continued through the camp and he made for his command tent. And at the end of this this paragraph here, Dalinar shook his head, seeing red at the sides of his vision. So it's kind of like he's he's heading for his tent Mm -hmm. and that's clear. Everything else is red. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like if anything else got in his way right now. Yeah. There'd be a problem. There might be a problem. Yeah. Right. That's what I took from that. Um, Words broke through the canvas of the tent. Impossible. The men are spooked. They know it's simply not possible. The flaps burst apart, revealing a man with fine clothing and wavy hair. Sadius gaped and then stumbled, holding the flap for Dalinar, who did not break stride. He walked straight in, Oathbringer slicing a ribbon in the ground. I gotta say, the, 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 there's a little 
little part of me that I just love that he didn't stop. I just no. think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, inside, generals and officers gathered by the grim light of a few sphere lanterns. Evie, comforted by brightness, Kalami was weeping. Though ELA studied the table full of maps, all eyes turned toward Dalinar. So Evie was being comforted because they assumed he died too. He died. They're about yeah. to say it right here. I think Taleb's going to say, like, we sent men yeah. and everyone was dead. Right. Everyone was dead. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> How, Taleb says, Blackthorn, we sent a team of scouts to inform you as soon as Tanalan turned on us and cast our soldiers off his walls. Our force reported that all men were lost. It was an ambush. Dalinar hefted Oathbringer and slammed it into the stone. He then sighed at finally being able to release the burden. He placed his palms on the sides of the battle table. Hands, oh, that's the word, crusted mm -hmm. in blood. His arms were covered in it too. You sent the same scouts, he whispered, who first spied on the caravan and reported seeing a shardbearer leading it. Yes, Taleb said. Traitors, Dalinar said. They're working with Tanalan. Right. So that's why Evie's crying that's why right. ela is looking over the, the the maps like they've got to figure out what they have to do they've just lost the blackthorn right. they just lost their general because right. the spies who were in on the trickery also were the ones that reported yeah everyone was dead guys sorry mm -hmm. yeah crazy the man had somehow bribed away members of the army and had intended to use their reports to coax dalinar into a hurried ride to the south mm -hmm. into a trap. It had all been set in motion before Dalinar had spoken to Tanalan, planned well in advance. Taleb barked out orders for the scouts to be imprisoned. Dalinar leaned down over the battle map. This is a map for a siege, he whispered. We, Taleb looked at Sadius, we figured that the king would want time to come down himself to avenge you, Bright Lord. Too slow, his voice ragged. High Prince Sadius proposed another option, Taleb said, but the king... Dalinar looked to Sadius. They used my name to betray you, Sadius said. We will suffer rebellions like this time and time again unless they fear us, Dalinar. Dalinar nodded slowly. They must bleed. I want them to suffer for this. Men, women, and children. <laughs> They must know the punishment for broken oaths. Immediately. Oh, boy. Yeah, dude. So, Evie's <laughs> got quite the persuasion check to do here. Yeah. But it's not quite accomplished. So, I like um, how I like how Taleb keeps looking over to Sadius. Sadius, like, yeah. Because, like, Sadius had a plan, much like the plan they're about to execute. Sadius yeah. was already going there. Right. I read this line when he says, they used my mm -hmm. name to betray you. Right. They used my name to betray you, and yeah. now they're going to yeah. fucking pay for it. Like, I, I like that from yeah. Sadius. Even though I, I hate like Sadius, too. I really like this. Though. I just don't believe it. I'm yeah. sorry. I just yeah, don't I, believe you, it. And you I, shouldn't I, believe it. He's, a, I can't he's help such it. an asshole. I you can't shouldn't help believe it. him. I, I still like I, it, though. I, I feel like the master play here uh, would be that it's it's a double it's it's double trickery on Sadius's part. It's right. you 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 
you convey that you're the betrayer on purpose to then take care of the business that you need done, which mm -hmm. is Dalinar removed from the chessboard, and then your army shows up, and then you take over. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened. Right. Sadius's men arrived after the deed was done and was supposed to have worked. So why, why are we so quick to say that absolutely Sadius is still not involved? Right. So that's all I got to say about that. Mm -hmm. Dalinar Evie stood up, husband. She steps forward toward the table. Then he turned toward her and she stopped. Her unusual pale westerner skin grew even more starkly white. She stepped backward, pulling her hands toward her chest and gaped at him, horrified, fear spread growing up from the ground around her. This is crazy to me. It's almost a highlight though, to be honest, mm -hmm. is that, is that his presence at this moment, like there's nothing that she can do. Right. And she's, and she sees it and she's terrified. Yeah. She this knows exactly it's, too, what, it's too late now. Yeah. It's too late. And she, this is what she's been trying to right. fix or solve or mm -hmm. eliminate or tell Delinar. Yeah. And no, no matter how much she tried to, you know, her efforts, uh, you know, like she's up against the thrill, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, that's her battle. Yeah. And she's losing. Dalinar glanced toward a sphere lantern, which had a polished metal surface. The man who looked back seemed more Voidbringer than man. Face crusted over with blackened blood. Hair matted with it. Blue eyes wide. Jaw clenched. He was sliced with what seemed to be a hundred wounds. His padded uniform in tatters. Like, you've got to imagine that battle. Like, mm -hmm. unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's one, one man. It's funny because we don't see, we never saw many? it. We never saw it, no. but we see what he looks like afterwards and we can just only imagine what it was like. Right. Yeah. It's hundreds, nice. hundreds of slices. Like <clears throat> you shouldn't do this. Evie says, rest and sleep, Dalinar. Think about this. Give it a few days. So tired. Mm -hmm. I think the so tired is just like, I am done with this. Yeah. I'm so tired of this shit. I'm so <laughs> tired of this kind of stuff happening yeah that i'm just going to keep killing until this kind of stuff stops yeah that's and, and you know what there is kind of a a perfect clarity of logic to that there's a little bit of a um a uh angel and devil on the shoulders moment here because evie's like you shouldn't do this sleep rest oh, down yeah. or think about it give it a few days and then immediately yeah. sadius is like the entire kingdom thinks us weak dalinar we took too long to put this rebellion down. You have never listened to me before, but listen now. You want to prevent this sort of thing from happening again? You must punish them. Everyone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the <sighs> thinks of us as weak. Uh, sad, this is from Sadius, yeah, though, right? that's what I'm saying. So there's like a, she's trying to say, you know, patience and mercy. Give it a few and days. he's like, yeah. let's kill all of them. Yeah, you must punish them, everyone. That's coming from Sadius. I said to you uh, this earlier today, after I read, I said, it's an unenvi unenviable position for Dalinar to be in, to have his wife, mm -hmm. a woman that, I mean, I, th I think he loves her mm -hmm. um, and, and respects. Um, and she's saying, you know, stand down, like, think about this, calm down. Yeah. And then you've got your, your, your best friend, I guess, or, you know, trusted ally. Yeah. 
which again what i would have wanted is more establishment of more that. best friend yeah more yeah. Be- <laughs> a little more best friend added in the mix yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah and it's i mean how does he make that choice but he doesn't it's the thrill that does <laughs> like Dalinar doesn't make that choice at all yeah he's not driving um punish them Dalinar said the thrill rising again pain anger humiliation he pressed his hands against the map table to steady himself the soul caster that my brother sent she can make two things uh yeah grain and oil Taleb says good set her to work uh more food supplies no oil and as much as we can have gemstones for Oh, and someone take my wife to her tent so she may recover from her unwarranted grief. Dude, when I first read that, I thought, like, he's containing her. Yeah. He's putting her in a, putting her in a, in a broom closet. Like, she's an, an annoyance. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, it's too bad. It's not a good look, my bro. Everyone else gather round. In the morning, we make Rathalas an example. I promised Tanalan that his widows would weep for what I did here, but that is too merciful for what they've done to me. I intend to so thoroughly ruin this place that for ten generations, nobody will dare build here for fear of the spirits who will haunt it. Okay, dude, come on. Yeah. This that's, is that's crazy. You got oh, you got I goosebumps. Got, I, you got, got a little go, goose. Yeah, yeah. My my favorite well, line of the whole ten, chapter: ten is, generations of spirits who will haunt it. No one will be here because we will make a pyre of yeah. this city, and there shall be no weeping for its passing. For none will remain to weep. That's that's my favorite line of the the the, the, the chapter. Is that what <laughs> for for no one will remain to weep? Like okay, Blackthorn, we get it. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're me, a bad it's, dude. It's, we get it. <laughs> it's the spirits, man. For me, that's but that. I, I like the foreboding there. It was like my uh, the soul caster that my brother sent. She can make two things. Yeah, grain and oil. Good. Get her to work for more food. Yeah. He's more like, food? no oil, no, oil. As yeah, much we as we have all. gemstones for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I know. It's like, crazy. I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. This is crazy. Um, so, so what's your highlight? highlight? Yeah, what's your highlight? I mean, I don't know. Um, highlight here. I mean, I think it's, it's yeah. The omission of the battle. I think you're right. Is a very serious highlight of the chapter. It's great. Um. So I I agree with that. Um. I don't know. I think it's probably the other favorite moment for me is when she herself recoils and is frightened and terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just think it's indicative of what, what to, is to come. Unless, of course, that would be a great surprise. Like, I, I've been assuming this whole time that Evie is, is gone, is, is dead, mm-hmm. and at the hands of the Blackthorn. Right. Okay. It's a, it's a perfectly... I think logical conclusion. I think so too. I think it's, uh, I mean, um, you, you can't be blamed for, for thinking that for sure. No. Yeah. Now, of course it would be great if that's not quite it. Right. If there was like so, a little caveat to that, or if it would, if didn't, there's something, didn't yeah, play out the way you expected or something. Or, right. Right, right, right. Like, so for instance, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I'll just, I'll it's also very possible. I'm just preparing you that it's not even close to that either. It could be something completely different. 
Right. So, I, and I wanted to ask, ask you this, actually. How, so, the boys, mm -hmm. so, Adolin, yeah. Renarin, yeah. they know that their mother is dead, correct? I believe so, yeah. Right. So, that event has happened. Right. Evie is no longer with us. And for a very long time, Dalinar didn't remember anything about her. Right, and he's starting to now, or has all of the memory flooded back? Yeah, remember, he, remember back. when he collapsed? Because he was staggering, yeah, collapsing. Yeah, because he remembered okay. everything. Okay. And it's just been slowly teased out to us over the course of this right. this, uh, this part. Um, my highlight, <clears throat> actually, is something that you said during the chapter. Oh. Um, it's how his walk remember. back from that fight, he was pulling, he, ha he couldn't dismiss yeah. Oathbreaker. Yeah. And so he had to bear it like a cross and it's huge. Yeah. So, and he was yeah. so tired, but he couldn't leave it. Yeah. He wasn't going to leave it there. Um, yeah. cause it's his legacy and it's also, it also represents everything he's done. I mean, it, it is the name of the book. He pulls yeah. it with him. Like he's bearing this cross, this yeah. bridge. He has to yeah. bring it with him. Um, I, I really like it. I, th I think it really like represents a lot of, of what Dalinar is, is this man who has to, who has to deal with the things he's done in his past. And some of those things he was actually able to forget because of the deal he made with the night watcher. Um, right. and now he's become that man again in the present where now he has to deal with his memories, you know, theme of the book. Right. He has to deal with these memories and Oathbringer is a representation of that. And, um, having to pull it along with him back to camp is really, really cool. I think it's really awesome. I, I didn't even I think, really pick up on it until you pointed it out while we were, we were potting here. So it's really great. It's well, highlight. it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how the character, you know, comes out of the tomb is buried and is kind of in a way I was, you know, again, the sort of religious connotations there, mm -hmm. uh, from the bi biblical story. It's almost um, like the reverse. And, it's, it's, it's in reverse. It's like, it's like, it's Rubik's cubed around a bit. And what you've got here is he travels across the wilderness back. And what I think now what's going to happen, my, my prediction is mm -hmm. he's going to die on this sword. Right. Meaning he's dragging his cross. He's going to use his cross. He's going to use Oathbringer now in a way that maybe no one has ever seen before. If it's allowed, if he, if he gets his way, this is this is right? going to be the and quickest so he's gonna, affirmation or debunk uh, debunking of a theory ever because you're literally coming up with it right now, right? And the then in five yeah. minutes you're going to read right. what happens and you're going to it's it's going to be fulfilled. very cool. It'll either be fulfilled or, it. or debunked. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy because I because as I was telling you when I finished this chapter today early this morning, yeah. It took everything in me not to, to not flip read the next page. Well, how about like, we do and, this? And actually, I admitted to you, I did read the title of the Yeah, next. so you know it's it. called... I couldn't help. An Animal. And you know that it takes place... I'll also, yeah, 11 years ago. Right. right. I, did, I did read that. Yeah, he I'm didn't sorry. read anything. He just saw those two things. So he knows that it is in the same time period of this right. last, last thing here. Which so. I think is the first time it's ever been done. That's a, that's a buzzkill question. Has there been two flashbacks in a row back to back like this? And have those two flashbacks happened immediately after one another? After that's something other, Jack yeah. asked me this morning and I didn't really know yeah. the answer to that. So, Okay, so here we go. Chapter 76. Mm -hmm. we okay, so are, are we... 
Are we going to cover this and live read or just live read? And we're going to live read it and we're going to talk about it as we go. You can stop at any, oh, this is a, 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 you know, we don't do a lot of these. So to remind right. you and to the listeners how this is going to work, you're going to read and having never read this chapter, you're going to read it live on recording here. Anytime, yep. Jack, you want to, um, to stop and chat about something that happens or that you read, feel free to. Um, I will sure. also have moments here where I'm probably going to interrupt and uh, um, either, you know, bring a frame of reference. Sure. reference in or have a have a point to make um yeah largely i'm going to try to just let you read um we are here to capture okay. your live reaction to stuff that happens in this chapter and mm -hmm. um so yeah um if you have any more thoughts about it we can always do that in the next episode at the beginning um if you've had some time to sit around so that's one of the complaints about doing the live read is that you don't get to sit with it for a bit and then uh, have expanded and ideas think, yeah so we will all i'll remember to ask you next episode about how your feelings about the way this uh, this chapter ends and all that kind of stuff so okay well i so, want to i want to see if there's anything different about the no there's just the shadowed the hooded face okay no nothing different on this one okay an animal 76 11 years ago let's go dalinar agreed to change clothing he washed his face and arms and let a surgeon look at his wounds the red mist was still there coloring his vision and he would not sleep it wouldn't let him <laughs> doesn't require sleep the it I'm assuming is I know, the thrill the it thing. I know it's great. The thrill is not letting him sleep. About an hour after he'd arrived in camp, he trudged back to the command tent, cleaned, but not particularly refreshed. The generals had drawn up a new set of battle plans to take the city walls, as instructed by Sadius. Dalinar inspected and made a few changes, but told them to suspend making plans to march down into the city and clear it. He had something else in mind. Mm -hmm. Bright Lord, a messenger woman said, arriving at the tent, she stepped in. An envoy is leaving the city, flying the flag of truce. Shoot them dead, Dalinar said calmly. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. Yeah. That's where he's at. Yeah. Wow, sir? Arrow's woman, Dalinar said. Kill anyone who comes out of the city and leave their bodies to rot. Um, yes, Bright Lord. The messenger ducked away. Dalinar looked up toward Sadius, who had donned his shardblade, glittering in the sphere light. Sadius nodded in approval and then gestured to the side. He wanted to speak in private. Dalinar left the table. He should hurt more, shouldn't he? Storms, he was so numb. He could barely feel anything, aside from the, that burning within, simmering deep down. He stepped with Sadius out of the tent. Hang on, I just realized something. Mm. Um, I didn't look ahead to see how many pages. Can I do that or no? No. But I, that's what I do. You don't do it. I know, but I'm a little, I'm a cheater. I'm a little pumpkin eater. No, okay. no, no eating pumpkins right now. Oh, come on. It's almost, it's, it's almost time. Um, hang on. I'm just, I'm so nervous about what we're about to read. I don't know. I can't look. Can you tell me then how many pages? No. Oh, you don't, you don't have the, uh. We don't have the same volume. Okay. Can somebody that's listening. Nope. Semaphore. No, no one's yet? allowed to send him anything. All right. I've been able to 
Hang on. Shimmering down. He stepped with Sadius to the throne. Okay. I've been able to stall the scribes, Sadius whispered, as you ordered. Gavilar doesn't know that you live. His orders from before were to wait and lay siege. My return supersedes his distant orders, Dalinar said. The men will know that. Even Gavilar wouldn't disagree. His distant orders? Mm-hmm. Little insulting, kind of like, well, you're not here. Right. I'm here. Right. Yeah. Yes, but why keep him ignorant of your arrival? The last moon was close to setting, not long until morning. What do you think of my brother, Sadius? He's exactly what we need, Sadius said. He's hard enough to lead a war, soft enough to be beloved during peace. He has foresight and wisdom. But do you think he could do what needs to be done here? Sadius fell silent. No, he finally said. No, not now. I wonder if you can either. This will be more than just death. It will be complete destruction. A so lesson. He, so he doesn't Dalinar want whispered. he doesn't want Gavilar knowing what he has planned. He doesn't even want Gavilar knowing that he's alive because his or right. the Gavilar's orders were to lay siege, like so sit here lay for siege. a long time yeah. and lay siege, I'm coming yeah. kind of thing. Right. And Dalinar's like, if he finds out what we planned, he he's too soft to go through with it. He can't know what we are about to do because he might not sign off on it. Right. So basically, this is the thrill positioning itself so that it can carry forward with its... I want to be very with, careful... With its, with its desire. I want to be very careful here to not give the blame for these plans only to the thrill. Oh, yeah. No, no. Do you know I, what I mean? So, okay, so we, we probably haven't talked about that enough, but maybe we can just take a moment here to talk about it. I'm not a big fan of The Devil Made Me Do It. Right. Not a fan. Definitely I mean, the thrill just, is involved in a lot of the stuff that happens yeah. to Dalinar. But yeah. he, Dalinar is making the choice right now to obliterate this city. Right. And he's not yeah, being, I, I, his arm's not absolutely. being twisted. He's, he's doing it. But you're right. The, the thrill definitely now, does play a part. So, okay. So the only thing is, the only thing to consider though, aside from not being a big fan of Devil Made Me Do It, is, you know, we're on Roshar. We're dealing with supernatural. Um, the devils actually can make him do it. <laughs> Well, so this is it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, right, right. so in, in, in this experience, right. there really could be uh, something that can actually possess you, uh, demonize you, turn you into something else. So we're, again, we're, we're on Roshar. The, I mean, the, so, we're, we're getting a little off topic here, but you're right. Um, the, um, the listeners and the, um, the, you know, like, uh, the, the, the old Parshendi, uh, um, yeah. or Parshman are literally having these ancient ones come into their body and making them do things. So yeah, th- right, there is, right. there is a mechanic for the devil made me do it in this world. <laughs> there, so, th- so that's what kind of stops me from allowing it into my process. Right. Like if, if, if this was taking place on earth or something, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I just don't want it. us to, it, I mean, I've loved our coverage of the thrill so far as an addiction, mm-hmm. as, uh, mm-hmm. as this it that, you know, you feed, well, but, uh, but, Dalinar is to blame for the things that Dalinar does as well, not just 
um, an unmade and its radius um, influencing thrill. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it remains. I think it remains to be seen and it can be greatly debated the extent to which Dalinar is at fault and responsible. Right. And or responsible for mm-hmm. what's going on. Agreed. Agreed. Right. So yep. and it's and it will probably be a debate that will just go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. I also like this um, this line here when he says a lesson. He whispers. So alternate title right away is my thought for well, sure. Well, there is already um, a, t- a t- chapter right. there named is a, t- a lesson. You're right. And right. it is another pivot point in the series when right. Yasna teaches Shalon a hard lesson. Right, and we've right. literally talked about it for three seasons. It keeps coming up. Right. You know? So. Okay. So where are we here? Yes. Uh, but keep him ignorant of your arrival. He's exactly what we need. Do you think he could do what needs to be done? No. I don't. No, not now. This will be more than just death. It will be complete destruction. A lesson, Dalinar whispers. A display. Tanelan's plan was clever but risky. He knew his chances of winning here depended upon removing you and your shards from the battle. You thought those soldiers were mine. You actually believed I'd betray Gavilar. I worried. Well, then know this, Dalinar, Sadius said low, his voice like stone grinding stone. I would cut out my own heart before betraying Gavilar. I have no interest in being king. It's a job with little praise and even less amusement. I mean, for this kingdom to stand for centuries. Good, Dalinar said. Honestly, I worried that you would betray him. I almost did, once. I stopped myself. Well, why? Because there has to be someone in this kingdom capable of doing what needs to be done. And it can't be the man sitting on the throne. Continue to hold the scribes back. It will be better if my brother can reasonably disavow what we're about to do. Mm-hmm. Jeez. That's a huge thing there, right? Being That's able to huge, say, Gavilar can look at all the other high princes and say, I right. did not condone I this. Not Dan- Dalinar did this on his own. And Dalinar right. saying, I'm giving that to him. Yeah. I'm going to do this. It needs to be done. And Gavilar can wash his hands of it and say, I didn't, right. I had no clue. That's a gift between brother and brother. That's, you know, in a twisted way, that's him looking out for his brother. It's, it's truthfully the gift that keeps on giving. It's like, you know, (laughs) maybe they should do that for like couples who have their 10 year anniversary, slaughter cities, but not let the other one know as like a gift, you know, every gift begins with care. (laughs) (laughs) Something will leak out soon, Sadius says. Between our two armies, there are too many span reeds. Storming things are getting so cheap, most of the officers can afford to buy a pair to manage their households from a distance. This is like, this, this is like wanting to control information. Well, he becomes high prince of information, right? Sadius does, yeah. Yeah. So it, even here, he's expressing a concern about information. Everyone's yep. got span reeds now. Everyone has the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, this uh, staying in touch thing and sharing information is <laughs> annoying. Everyone's got a span read in their pocket. Everyone's got a span read. Okay. Um, Dalinar, str- uh, control the information. Hang on. 
Too many span reads. Okay, I don't know. I was trying to think on that for a minute, whether it's indicative of something to do with Sadius. Uh, Dalinar strode back into the, into the tent. Sadius following. Oathbringer still sat where he'd stuck it into the stones. I like the way that's put. Like he hasn't still picked it up sat. since. That it's like a character. I've been wanting more of this. This entire series is Oathbringer the character. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know. Like Johnny Oathbringer. <laughs> Johnny Oathbringer. I know. I've just been, I don't know. I, I had other dreams about the title and what it yeah. could mean and what we'd, what we'd have. And it's just, of course, my imagination. Not, mm -hmm. Of course, not in sync. Oathbringer still sat where he'd, where he'd stuck it in the stones, though an armor had replaced the gemstone for him. Okay. So he so could take it, it up be, and he could dismiss it now if he dismiss. wants. Right. He pulled the blade from the rock. Time to attack. Amaram... What? Hang on, did I read that right? He pulled the blade from the rock. Time to attack. Amaram turned from where he stood with the other generals. Now, Dalinar, at night? So Amaram is there. Yeah, Amaram's there. Because remember, Amaram okay. is one of Sadius's men. Right. Uh, Amaram is like... Sadius is Taleb. It's like his, right. one of his like main generals. The bonfires on the wall should be enough. To take the wall fortifications, yes, Amram said, but Brightlord, I don't relish fighting down into those vertical streets in the night. Dalinar shared a look with Sadius. Fortunately, you won't have to. Send the word for the men to prepare the oil and flaming brands. We march. High Marshal Parathum, I think I'm getting that right, Parathum, took the orders and began organizing specifics. Dalinar lifted Oathbringer on his shoulder. Time to bring you home. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. In under a half hour, men charged the walls. No shard bearers led this time. Dalinar was too weak, and his plate was in shambles. Sadius never did like exposing himself too early, and Taleb couldn't rush in alone. They did it the mundane way, sending men to be crushed by stones or impaled by arrows as they carried ladders. They broke through eventually, securing a section of the wall in a furious, bloody fight. The thrill was an unsatisfied lump inside Dalinar. But he was wrung out and worn down. So he continued to wait until finally Taleb and Sadius joined the fight and routed the last of the defenders, sending them down from the walls toward the chasm of the city itself. Okay, I need a squad of elites, Dalinar said softly to a nearby messenger, and my own barrel of oil. Have them meet me inside the walls. Yes, Bright Lord, the young boy said and then ran off. Dalinar strode across the field, passing fallen men, bloody and dead. They died almost in ranks where waves of arrows had struck. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. He also passed a cluster of corpses in white, where the envoy had been slaughtered earlier. Warmed by the rising sun, he passed through the now-open gates of the wall and entered the ring of stone that surrounded the rift. Sadius met him there, faceplate up, Cheeks even redder than normal from exertion. They fought like void bringers, 
more vicious than last time, I'd say. They know what's coming, Delanor said, walking toward the, the cliff edge. Mm-hmm. He stopped halfway there. Jeez. They're, they're, they're really going for this whole, like, you know, <laughs> like, complete, total badass yeah type. he's fully black right here. now yeah well and even that is lame like badass it's not i mean it's it's really <laughs> horrible what's about to happen i think but mm-hmm. we checked it for a trap this time sadius said sadius noted dalinar continued forward the rifters had gotten the better of him twice now he should have learned the first time right He stopped at the edge of the cliff, looking down at a city built on platforms rising up along the widening sides of the rift of stone. It was little wonder they thought so highly of themselves as to resist. Their city was grand, a monument of human ingenuity and grit. Burn it, Dalinar said. Mm -hmm. Wow. Isn't it crazy? Yep. This is nuts. I mean, it's the reason I wanted you to live read this was to see the Blackthorn. Yep. Archers gathered and arrows ready to ignite while other men roiled, sorry, rolled up barrels of oil and pitch to give extra fuel. There are thousands of people in there, sir, Taleb said softly from his side. Tens of thousands. This kingdom must know the price of rebellion. We make a statement today. Obey or die? The same deal I offered you, Taleb. You were smart enough to take it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Pretty sharp responses. And the common people in there, the ones who didn't get a chance to choose a side? Sadius snorted from nearby. We will prevent more deaths in the future by letting every bright lord in this kingdom know the punishment for disobedience. He took a report from an aide and then stepped up to Dalinar. You were right about the scouts who turned traitor. We bribed one to return on the others, and we'll execute the rest. The plan was apparently to separate you from the army, and then hopefully kill you. Even if you were simply delayed, the Rift was hoping their their lies would prompt your army into a reckless attack without you. They weren't counting on your swift arrival, Dalinar said, or your tenacity. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. So if Sadius hadn't shown up earlier than expected, right? then Tanalan could have attacked Dalinar's army, which was in disarray without, without Dalinar. But because Sadius right. showed up, that probably stayed their hand because now, well, the army has a very capable general in Sadius now. Right. And that sort of, that pretty much squashes my, my double take theory on Sadius, I think, in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The soldiers unplugged barrels of oil and then began dropping them down, soaking the upper levels of the city. Flaming brands followed, starting struts and walkways on fire. The very foundations of this city were flammable. Jeez. Tantalan soldiers tried to organize a fight back out of the rift, but they'd surrendered the high ground, expecting Dalinar to do as he had before, conquering and controlling. He watched as the fires spread. Flame spread, rising in them, seeming larger and more angry than normal. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. More angry, like resentful? Or like they're, almost like they're mimicking his anger kind of thing. The flames are... Oh, okay. You know okay, what I mean? Maybe, like, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're... I was wondering if they're angry, like as in 
they don't want this. Maybe that's possible too. Like the fire itself is like, yeah. this is wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. 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 I, like that, too, but, I like but, that too. But, but I like the way you, you, you interpret it. Like, you know, they're mimicking his, anger yeah. expression. Yeah. Um, I hope it's the other, <laughs> to be honest. Cause, um, he then walked back, leaving a solemn Taleb to gather his remaining elites. Captain Lord Kadash had 50 for him, along with two barrels of oil. Follow, Dalinar said, walking around the rift on its east side where the fracture was narrow enough to cross on a short bridge. Screams below and then cries of pain, calls for mercy. People flooded from buildings and shouting in terror, fleeing on walkways and steps toward the basin below. Many buildings burned, trapping others inside. Dalinar led his squad along the northern rim of the rift until they reached a certain location. His armies waited here to kill any soldiers who tried to break out. But the enemy had concentrated their assault on the other side, and then been mostly beaten back. The fires hadn't reached up here yet, though Sadius's archers had killed several dozen civilians who had tried to flee in this direction. Jeez. Hmm. Do you think, I'm just having a thought here, um, I'll just say it out loud because in case it ends up being a thing, do you hmm. think Dalinar is going to stop with, um, with the rift, with Tanalan and the citizens? Um, because there's been, there's been a betrayal, right? right? Okay. So what if the Blackthorn right now is, is thinking, okay, well, you know what? Then maybe my army's the problem too. Are you saying that because you're, because of the moments in the past when Dalinar has gone into a seemingly thrill induced berserker rage, and then he's looked down and seen some of his own men laying at his feet and he couldn't tell friend from foe. Is that why you're. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'm wondering if this is like a cleaning house moment that if it's not, it's not going to stop. I don't think it's going to go to Sadius and his men, but I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm just speaking out loud. It's again, it's doesn't. Yeah, it's okay that you're supposed to, to share your thoughts with us during this. Okay. So down a little, okay. Where I forget where, where I was here. For, for now. For now, the wooden ramp down into the city was clear. Dalinar led his group down one level to a location he remembered so well. The hidden door set into the wall. It was metal now guarded by a pair of nervous rifter soldiers. Yeah, I'd be nervous too. Kadash's men shot them down with short bows. That annoyed Dalinar. All of this fighting and nothing with which to feed the thrill. He stepped over one of the corpses and then tried the door, which was no longer hidden. It was still locked tight. Tanalan had decided to go with security instead of secrets this time. So this is the same place. I was thinking, I was wondering. Tanalan Sr. Right. And his wife and child went to the right. first time they came to the rift. And so now Tanalan Jr. is going into the same place, hoping to find security. Right. Unfortunately for them, Oathbringer had come home. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so are they trying to suggest here that Oathbringer is now like another entity in this play that... I don't you know think I mean? so, like, but I think he's, he's anthropomorphizing the blade a little bit by yeah. saying that he took it away from its home and now it's returned home. 
It's very thematic, right. I think, but I don't know if he's actually giving it any personality. It's not like he's holding Oathbringer going, Hi, I'm Johnny Oathbringer. <laughs> it's not what I want. I don't no. want Johnny. And I, I keep using Johnny because of Johnny Blackwater. Like, pop up on, on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny Oathbringer. Um, Dalinar easily cut off the, the steel hinges. He stepped back at, as the door slammed forward onto the walkway, shaking the wood. Light those, he said, pointing to the barrels. Roll them down and burn out anyone hiding inside. The men hurried to obey, and soon the tunnel of rock had fitful black smoke pouring from it. Nobody tried to flee, though he thought he heard cries of pain inside. Dalinar watched as long as he could, until soon the smoke and heat drove him back. He's not even going down there to do it himself. He kicked a couple of rolling barrels of fire down into the hole. Yeah. You know what's kind of strange about this is, um, is that I was imagining uh, Dalinar, you know, like, you know, getting the thrill, like him being so intrinsically involved, but really it's his orders being carried out. Yeah. He's not really doing any of it. He's ordering everyone else to do it. Yeah. I think, I think it's safe to say that Dalinar right now, he's pooped. He is. He's a pooped. (laughs) He's official. It's official. He's a, he's a tired muffin. It's an official poop. Yeah. He's he's a tired. Yeah. Yeah. He's pooped. Yeah. He's had a, you know what? He's had a really big day. He's down. He's downright tuckered. Yeah, he's tuckered like, out. I, I think he's he's tuckered out. Yeah, he's like a five-year-old who went to school all day for the first time <laughs> and never had gone to school before. He's, yeah, he's tuckered out. He's cranky. Out. He needs yeah. a nap. Yeah. He's going to sleep well tonight. Okay. That's all the little <laughs> adages we, we say about kids. Okay. You know what? I'm, tr- I'm trying. You know what? I'm doing this on per- I'll just Levity. Say just, I know. Levity I'm makes, trying to, yeah. I'm just, just because I'm so, uh. Yeah, it's okay. I'm trying to, uh. It's human nature to, to make jokes about things that are mm-hmm. hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Light those. Okay, wait, wait, light those. Roll them down. Okay. Downer watched as long as he could until the smoke and heat drove him back. The rift behind him was becoming a pit of darkness and fire. Dalinar retreated up the ramp to the stones above. Archers lit the final walkways and ramps behind him. It would be long before people decided to resettle here. High storms were one thing, but there was a more terrible force upon the land, and it carried a shard blade. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Those Isn't screams, awesome? Dalinar passed lines of soldiers who waited along the northern rim in silent horror. Many wouldn't have been with Dalinar and Gavilar during the early years of their conquest, when they'd allowed pillaging and ransacking of cities. And for those who did remember, well, he'd often found an excuse to stop things like this before. He drew his lips to a line and then shoved down the thrill. He would not let himself enjoy this. Oh. Yeah. That's, in- that's interesting. Crazy, right? That single sliver of decency he could keep back. Interesting. So that's why I kind of pushed that earlier, that yeah. we have to be careful. The thrill is not in yeah. control right now. Dalinar yeah. is the one doing this. And he right. doesn't want to enjoy and- it because it's not something that he should be enjoying. You know what's funny about him doing this? I mean completely smaller scale but it reminds me of his son who took matters into his own hands when he said okay enough's enough sadius kill sadius yeah yeah still something that is hanging over this book that's never been really (laughs) talked about or dealt with no i know. know i think uh 
I think Adolin is in serious trouble with that. Um, and I don't think ELA is going to let that go nicely at all. And Amram is... By, yeah, that's a whole other... Okay. Uh, single sliver decency. Yeah, Brightlord, a soldier, said, waving to him, Brightlord, you must see this. Just below the cliff here, one tier down into the city, was a beautiful white building. A palace. Farther out along the walkways, a group of people fought to reach the building. The wooden walkways were on fire and preventing their access. Shocked, Dalinar recognized Tanalan the Younger from their encounter earlier. Trying to get into his home, Dalinar thought. Figures darkened the building's upper windows and a woman and children. No, trying to get to his family. Tanalan hadn't been hiding in the safe room after all. Throw a rope, Dalinar said. Bring Tanalan up here, but shoot down the bodyguards. The smoke billowing out of the rift was growing thick, lit red by the fires. Dalinar coughed and then stepped back as his men let down a rope to the platform below. A section that wasn't burning. Tanalan hesitated and then took it, letting Dalinar's men haul him up. Hang on. He's saving him? He's bringing him up? Yep. And he's taking it because he's trapped? He, because yeah, he's, he's pretty much by trapped, fire? yeah. And he's trying to get to his family to save his oh, family. okay. And he's, he's bringing him up to have like a face-to-face. The bodyguards were sent arrows when they tried to climb up a nearby burning ramp. Please, Tanalan said, clothing ashen from the smoke as he was hauled up over the stone rim. My family, please. Dalinar could hear them screaming below. He whispered an order, and his elites pushed back the regular colon troops from the area, opening up a wide half-circle against the burning rift, where only Dalinar and his closest men were able to observe the captive. Tanalan slumped on the ground. Please. I, Dalinar said softly, am an animal. What? An animal, Dalinar said, reacts as it is prodded. You whip it, and it becomes savage. With an animal, you can start a tempest. The trouble is, once it's gone feral, you can't just whistle it back to you. Blackthorn, Tanalan screamed, please, my children. I made a mistake years ago, Dalinar said. I will not be so foolish again. And yet, those screams. Dalinar's soldiers seized Tanalan tightly as Dalinar turned from the man and walked back to the pit of fire. Sadius had just arrived with a company of his own men, but Dalinar ignored them. Oathbringer still held against his shoulder. Smoke stung Dalinar's nose and eyes watering. He couldn't see across the rift the rest of his armies. The air warped with heat, colored red. It was like looking into damnation itself. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. agree more. It's yeah. like, this is, you're describing hell here. This, this is, is it. terrible. Yeah. Dalinar released a long breath, suddenly feeling his exhaustion even more deeply. It is enough, he said, turning towards Sadius. Let the rest of the people of the city escape out the mouth of the canyon below. We have sent our signal. Wait, he's, he's had enough? So he's, yeah, Dalinar is saying, 
let people escape now. We've burned enough. We've killed enough. He's had a change of heart right now. Enough people have died. Let's wow. let some of them live. Amazing. What Sadius said hiking over? Dalinar. A loud series of cracks interrupted him. An entire section of the city nearby collapsed into the flames. The palace and its occupants crashed down with it. A tempest of sparks and splintering wood. No, Talnalan shouted. No. Dalinar, Sadius said, I prepared a battalion below with archers per your orders. My orders? You said to kill anyone who comes out of the city and leave their bodies to rot. Remember, I had men remember when he said that about the messengers? Right. They were fl yeah. fl uh, flying a flag of a truce, and he said, kill anyone kill who leaves the city. Right. I had men stationed below. They've launched arrows in at the city struts, burned the walkways leading down. This city burns from both directions, from underneath and from above. We can't stop it now. Wood cracked as more sections of the city collapsed. The th oh, geez, hang on a second here. So they Dalinar finally decided. But they haven't jeopardized. They haven't jeopardized where Evie is. Well, they they like haven't Evie jeopardized their own camp. No, their own camp is okay. far outside okay. of the city. Yeah, okay. their 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 camp okay. is there. Um, okay, but. What he's done, what's happened here is he's had a change of wow. heart, yeah, but because he of his earlier, oh. his earlier directions, <laughs> it's too late now. It's too late to this stop it. This is so agonizing. This is crazy. Yeah. This is, uh, that's very dramatic. Mm -hmm. Wood cracked as more sections of city collapsed. The thrill surged and Dalinar pushed it away. We've gone too far, he says. Nonsense. Our lesson won't mean much if... People can merely walk away, Sadius glanced toward Tanelan. Last loose end is this one. We don't want him getting away again. And he reached for his sword. I'll do it, Dalinar said, though the concept of more death was starting to sicken him. He steeled himself. This was the man who had betrayed him. Dalinar stepped closer. To his credit, Canelan tried to leap to his feet and fight. Several elites shoved the traitor back down to the ground, though Captain Lord Kadash himself was just standing at the side of the city, looking down at the de at the destruction. I want you to remind. I want to remind something here. What these moments between Kadash and Dalinar in the book so far? Yeah. Kadash knows about what happened at Rathalas. He reminds right. Dalinar. Right. You know, I know who you are. I know the monster you are. I was there. And so this is just us, or this is Sanderson making sure that Kadash is right there. Looking right? down on yeah. this yet again. And he's this close to, to Dalinar. He can see so that this way it's, right. it's genius because all the stuff we have from Kadash before, this is right. the, we, this is the proof. Yeah. Kadash was there. Because without this little mention of him, well, mm -hmm. we just have to assume he's there. But Dal but uh, Sanderson is making sure we know that there is someone in like in and around Dalinar now in the present who was there. Cassadius is dead. Taleb is dead. But Ka Kadash is still there to remind him of what he did this day. Dalinar could feel the heat so terrible. It mirrored a sense within him. The thrill incredibly, was not satisfied. 
Still, it thirsted. It didn't seem... It didn't seem it could be satiated. Tenelin collapsed, blubbering. You should not have betrayed me, Dalinar whispered, raising Oathbringer. At least this time you didn't hide in your hole. I don't know who let you take cover there. I don't know who you let take cover there. Or, sorry, who you let take cover there, but know they are dead. I took care of that with barrels of fire. Tanelin blinked and then started laughing with a frantic, crazed air. You don't know? How could you not know? But you liked our, messe our messengers. But you killed our messengers. Sorry, sorry, you killed. I'm, I'm, I'm getting this confused here. I need new glasses, I think. Yeah. But you killed our messengers. You poor fool. You poor, stupid fool. Delinar seized him by the chin, though the man was still held by his soldiers. What? Oh, my God. She came to us, Tanelan said, to plead. Am I right? Keep reading. To plead, how could you have missed her? Do you track your own family so poorly? The hole you burned? We don't hide there anymore. Everyone knows about it. Now it's a prison. Ice washed through Dalinar, and he grabbed Tanelan by the throat and held. Oathbringer slipping from his fingers, he strangled the man all the while demanding that he retract what he'd said. Tanelan died with a smile on his lips. Dalinar stepped back, suddenly feeling too weak to stand. Where was the thrill to bolster him? Go back, he shouted to his elites. Search that hole. Go, he trailed off. Kadash was on his knees, looking woozy. A pile of vomit on the rock before him. Some elites ran to try to do as Dalinar said, but they shied away from the rift. The heat rising from the burning city was incredible. Dalinar roared, standing, pushing toward the flames. However, the fire was too intense. Where he had once seen himself as an unstoppable force, he now had to admit exactly how small he was. Insignificant. Meaningless. Once it's gone feral, you can't just whistle it back to you. He fell to his knees and remained there until his soldiers pulled him limp away from the heat and carried him to his camp. There's a scene change. Okay, here. so I'm a little confused here. Like, I'm 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 not clear. You're not, not I sure don't what have happened. Clarity. No. Is he referring? She came to us, Tanelin said, to plead. Mm -hmm. How could you have missed her? So Evie went to Tanelin. to Tanelin? to plead for his surrender. Do you track oh. your own family so poorly? The hole you burned. Hole. We don't hide there anymore. Everyone knows about it. Now it's a prison. Flip to and the next laughing. Fl flips to the, the next part here and read the rest of this chapter. And we can talk about it after. Oh my god. That's terrible. 
how did she get away? I thought he protected her. He said, take her, take her away. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he, he, he had her yeah, contained. He had her brought what, back to the, her tent. Right. So what happened there? Well, I mean, it's canvas and it's just a tent. I know, but don't, don't you guard, like, I don't know. It seems that's very frustrating. That's shocking. Wow. That's awful. Six hours later, Dalinar stood with hands clasped behind his back, partially to hide how badly they were shaking, and stared at a body on the table covered in a white sheet. Behind him in the tent, some of his scribes whispered, a sound like swishing swords on the practice field. Taleb's wife, Kalami, led the discussion. She thought that Evie must have defected, What else could explain why the burned corpse of a high prince's wife had been found in an enemy safe house? It fit the narrative, showing uncharacteristic determination. Evie had drugged the guard protecting her. There you go. Jeez. She'd snuck away in the night. The scribes wondered how long Evie had been a traitor and if she'd helped recruit the group of scouts who had betrayed Dalinar. He stepped forward, resting his fingers on the smooth, two-white sheet. Fool woman. Ugh. That's... That's really gut-wrenching. The scribes didn't know Evie well enough. She hadn't been a traitor. She'd gone to the rift to plead for them to surrender. She'd seen in Dalinar's eyes that he, that he wouldn't spare them. So almighty help her, she'd gone to do what she could. Dalinar barely had the strength to stand. The thrill had abandoned him, and that left him broken and pained. He pulled back the corner of the sheet. The left side of Evie's face was scorched, nauseating. But the right side had been down toward the stone. It was oddly untouched. This is your fault, he thought at her. Mm, This is not his fault. Right. How dare you do this? Stupid, frustrating woman. What? Oh, this is your fault. He's saying that to her. That's right. Sorry. I skipped ahead. I'm like, where does this come from? (laughs) My eyes skipped ahead for a second. Okay. Yeah, this is your fault. Like, I can't believe this. Fool woman, this is your fault? How dare you do this, stupid, frustrating woman? Wow. That's the worst thing I think I've ever read in this series. Mm -hmm. This was not his fault and not his responsibility. Oh, jeez. Dalinar, Kalami said, stepping up, you should rest. She didn't betray us, Dalinar said firmly. I'm sure eventually we'll know what she did not betray us, Dalinar snapped. Keeping the discovery of her body, sorry, keep the discovery of her body quiet, Kalami. Tell the people, tell them my wife was slain by an assassin last night. I will swear the few elites who know to secrecy. Let everyone think she died a hero and that the destruction of the city today was done in retribution. 
Dalinar set his jaw. Earlier today, the soldiers of his army, so carefully trained over the years to resist pillaging and the slaughter of civilians, had burned a city to the ground. It would ease their consciences to think that, first, the High Lady had been murdered. Kalami smiled at him, a knowing, even self-important smile. His lie would serve a second purpose. As long as Kalami and the head scribes thought they knew a secret, they'd be less likely to dig for the true answer. Not my fault. Rest, Dalinar, Kalami said. You are in pain now. But as the high storm must pass, all mortal agonies will fade. <laughs> Dude, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Dalinar left the corpse to the ministrations of others. As he departed, he strangely heard the screams of those people in the rift. He stopped wondering what it was. Nobody else seemed to notice. Yes, that was distant screaming. In his head, maybe? They all seemed children to his ears. The ones he'd abandoned to the flames. A chorus of the innocent pleading for help and for mercy. Evie's voice joined them. Wow. And that's the end of chapter 76. Jeez. Holy cow. It's not what I expected. No. It's what you no. kind of guessed, but not how you expected it, I think. No. No, not how I thought that was going to go down at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so heavy. Oh, my God. So she crazy. drugged her guard. Yeah. Snuck into the city to plead for them to surrender because she could see right. he avoid... wasn't going to le- let, let anyone live. And they imprisoned her in that hole. And because that's where he remembered... Tanalan Sr. hiding out he didn't even bother going down there he just kicked a couple of barrels on fire and burned the whole place down and so before he even realizes what he did he had already killed her even if he had been able to let those people live remember there's that moment in the chapter where he's like okay we've done enough and Sadius is like it's too late even if that had been, yeah. been not too late she still would have been dead Yeah, this is not how I thought it was going to go, but um, it really does bring into question this whole, um, the extent to which you are responsible and the extent to which you are at fault. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like we talked a little earlier about, or hinted at Dalinar's intentions, right? Mm-hmm. His intentions are good. Mm-hmm. Let's say, you know, um, so he, he declared what he was going to do. Evie knew. Evie knew. Evie knew what he was going to do and Evie still took the chance to go in there. I, I know she did. And, but I mean, her, her idealism, like I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I, sort of I sort of am seeing this as like <laughs> it's, it's this is very complicated for me to mm-hmm. to process because she put herself in front of the Blackthorn yeah 
the Blackthorn declared what he was going to do. He already said what he was going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and Tanalan had proved that he was still an enemy. Yeah. Because of the betrayal. Right. So her going to an enemy, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Oh, wait. So you're saying there's more to this? I'm, uh, no, I'm saying, I'm saying it doesn't make sense oh. for her to do it. No, 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 listen, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that it doesn't make sense, but she still thought she could do something. She still thought she could convince Tanalan. I know. And, and that's, and that's really, it's really beautiful. And again, it's idealistic. I mean, um, it comes really down to so Dalinar not accepting the messenger envoy to hear what they had to say. At the very least... Would they have said something? They maybe? would have said, we have your woman. Oh my God. That's why he said, you don't know? Oh, of course you don't know. You killed the messengers. Oh, I, I hadn't put all that together when we were reading. Oh my God, this is so... This is... So I had mean, he just let those men, instead of being the Blackthorn and saying, kill everyone that leaves the city, if he had just let those messengers come to him, they would have had a message that said, we have your woman. Do you want to parlay I, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk because I've I've got yeah. a, I've got a negotiating piece. Right. Oh my god. This is so. This is completely. This this, Evie. Conclusion, if you will. Mm -hmm. Total Shakespeare. Yeah. This is absolute Shakespeare. Yeah, it's very much is. so. Eh. It's Shakespearean tragedy. It's unbelievably complicated so the and, really and, and interesting, interesting part that we get to live through now for the rest of this book is now we've caught up with dalinar dalinar yep. remembers everything we yep. know everything and now we get to be step in step with him right. his next few povs are going to be really interesting because now we get to be in his head his pov he knows right. everything and we know everything now too so, right. and there's a reason why we haven't had a POV from Dalinar since him remembering anything, because we weren't allowed to be in his head with him until we knew everything from the past. Wow. Technically, we don't actually know everything from the past because we don't know the aftermath that leads him to the Night Watcher. We know so, that he makes so a deal I... with the Night Watcher to, rem to forget Evie, but we're not sure exactly how we get there or why we get there. Well, maybe the why is so this chapter, I, but like the how the we still don't know. could be this chapter. Right. But, but I mean, I got, I got to say the, like the, like Evie's reasoning for going toward an enemy that betrayed her husband mm -hmm. from which he has returned from an unbelievable slaughter. Yeah. Like, she, like it, it makes no sense, Sean. It that's why he says, sense. that's why he says stupid fool woman, even though it's horrible that he I, says I that about his dead it's wife, horrible to say. he's I saying, know. why would you do that? Well, and that's what I reluctantly on the pod here, like I'm in some form of not agreement that she's a fool, but like it, it, it's, it does, it's foolish. Like I, I, I don't, okay. I'll say it like this. Mm -hmm. I believe the character that I got to know, Evie, mm -hmm. was, was wiser than that. Right. Like, I, I don't think she would have done that. Like, 
I think that so she I, sees so Dalinar if, come back from being ambushed, sees in his mind. She had this conversation with earlier, but now it's concluded. If he goes through yeah. with this and burns them all to the ground, he'll never come back from this. And so She's, her going. She says that to him. Well, she, I think, I think personally, she thinks oh. that if he goes through with this and burn Rathless to the ground, he'll, he'll never, never be back. able to come back from this. And so I have to do something to stop this. Hmm. And I think between Maybe. the two, the person who's the bigger fool is yeah. Dalinar, is the person who knows how important information is in war. And you're not even going to let the end messenger envoys come to talk to you. Even if, yeah, even if it's just another that. stupid attempt at, at, at Tantalan to try to uh, talk about peace, even if he, uh, uh, Evie's not there, you let those right. messengers come, you get the right. message and then kill them if you want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and even Sadius was almost setting up with his little comment about the span reads being everywhere. Like, yeah, it, it's almost like information, you know, it's, it's, it's overrated. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Him, him being the bigger fool. See, I mean, she's not experienced yes, in war right. and but, all I mean, that okay. stuff, but he is Let's very not... experienced in war and it's more okay. foolish for him yes. to kill those messengers than it is for her to think she can go over there and change the tide of the war. I know, but the last thing he would suspect is that his wife of course, would, of course. would leave his protection. Yes. I mean, there's no, from his perspective what she did it is foolish it is but it is it was also like, why trying to save him and his soul and tens of thousands of people i know i but look yeah i i don't know man i i her idealism is it's um it's burned away for me in 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 terms of like you know, I, I just don't think she would have done that. Yeah. I just don't. I, I disagree. I'm, I'm interested to and, see and I what, don't... how you're going to feel in a few days when we, when we pot again, you know, going to sit with this chapter yeah. and think about it a little bit and mull it over. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to have another conversation with you later okay. about how you feel about it. Because I mean, everything's a little raw right now too for you, right? So it's raw. Yeah. This, this was, this was probably the hardest live read I find. Uh, well, normally live reads are like, yeah, Kaladin jumped across the chasm. Yeah. yeah. yeah Someone y- did Yasna something awesome. Back. But this yeah, was yeah. not a, yeah, this was like a, whoa, what just happened? Um, so do you have a highlight at all? Maybe we should wrap this episode up here. Oh, highlight. I mean, I, I mean, the highlight, I guess for me is, um, geez, not my fault. I mean, highlight for me is, I guess, uh, Tanalan's grin. Tanalan wins. Mm-hmm. His maniacal revenge you killed my father now you've got me you've killed you've killed yep. all my people okay but i'm gonna cut you in a way that that will live forever that will yeah yeah so i think maybe that's my highlight my highlight is not the way this turned out with evie going um you know i if if Tanalan was willing to kill the Blackthorn in that way, why wouldn't he follow through and kill her too? Mm-hmm. Kill his family? Like, it just doesn't add up to me. Yeah. That's all. I don't know. Like, 
unless it's just that her in her naivete or idealism or whatever you want to call it that's what was at the forefront of evie at all times i mean that's what the pages said to us there's no evidence yeah. that there's anything else i mean yeah. the some of those so scribes tragic. want to write a narrative that she was the uh, a traitor but dalinar knows that's not true he knows in his yeah. heart that's that's not what she did she wasn't you know behind this or wasn't part of this oh scheme or anything so um, yeah, I can't even imagine that, like, him rolling the barrels of oil down there, like, yeah. burning her And then alive. he says he oh hears some God. screams, and, like, that's her screams that he's hearing. Yeah, I, I can't. Um, no. My highlight that's crazy. is the fact that we got to do it as a live read. I, I don't really <laughs> yeah. think there is a highlight of this chapter. It's a horrible chapter. It's um, horrible. But, um, but really I do is. like the fact that we did a live read and that we got to have all these wonderful people uh, in audience with us here. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get to the wrapping this up here. Let's get to the info dump. Okay. Um, thank you so much to Buzzkill Joe for doing the hard work on the info dump. We have a, mm. Let's get through this here. Um, Murray is the uh, former seamstress. We talked about her in the chapter of uh, Swift Sprint earlier. Um, there is, he says here that Swift Spren are also known as Lux Spren, wearing a costume of a Spren Who from her notes. That? Uh, Buzzkill Joe. He has a, a Lux Spren, also known as Swift Spren. Um, this is referring to Shalon's sketch in Way of Kings. Um, oh, okay. It's, yeah. So in Way Earlier, of Kings, she yeah. does a sketch and notes that the sailors call them Lux Spren, but doubts that is their true name. And we mm. find out that they're, they're called Swift Spren. Um, mm. She also sees them around Chasm Fiends in the Chasms with uh, Kaladin. And here's the quote. They danced around the Chasm Fiend and were the source of light. They looked like small glowing arrows and they surrounded the beast in schools, almost like they were feeding off of the bigger, larger uh, thing, almost like Vale is doing to the rich, feeding off the rich and uh, like taking from them kind of thing. I think that's right. maybe the, uh, like the, 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 the correlation there. Um, he says not creation spren. Creation spren started to appear around her immediately. They seemed normal though. They were so odd anyways, it was hard to tell. They imitated shapes exactly. Um, they imitated shapes exactly, but moved in th them in strange ways. A table uh, would roll like a wheel, an urn would shatter and repair itself. This is from Way of Kings. So creation hmm. spren are already so strange that it is hard to tell whether or not anything is wrong with them. Like, you know, because there's these spren in Kolinar that, uh, you know, they've been corrupted and something's wrong with them. And so Shalon mm -hmm. is just saying it is hard to understand whether or not these creation spren that are surrounding me have been affected because they're such a weird spren to begin with. Um, there seems to be some kind of Chuta debate here, which is better. Um, obviously, there's many different kinds of Chuta, yeah. which is hilarious. Um uh, we got a little snippet here of um, the passions. Wishing wishing, and expecting is of the passions. So right. we don't know much about the, the religious views of the passions, but it seems like wishing and expecting is part of it. And the Vorans think that's a heresy. A good Voran worries about transforming themselves instead of wishing and expecting something to happen, mm -hmm. which is really, really cool. So um, he also mentions... Um, and I'm going to just leave this to you without any explanation here, but he also mm -hmm. mentions Elokar noticing the design on Shalon's skirt. It seemed yes. familiar to him. Yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, 
So the next chapter, chapter 75, only read, um, we have a mention of the Shin invasion, previously read of the Shin conquering, uh, uh, the conqueror Shubreth, son of Mashalan. Um, this is talking about, what about a, ch- a charge of horses bearing men with spears on it? Like the legend spoke in Shin invasion, we've already kind of had mention of this this war and this, this invasion, which is really cool. Um, really good description of Dalinar's elites here, unarmored archer trained for long distance running really really cool um they're like the best of the best kind of thing get to be in this um he we get another moment here where he um dalinar loses all the pieces of his shard plate except for the 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 one around the piece around his neck and then they'll be able to remake it if they need to um, and then, um, he couldn't dismiss his shard blade and so had to, like you noticed, had to carry it from the ambush site all the way yeah. back because that stone was cracked, making it such a hard burden for him to carry. Um, lastly, chapter 76, an animal, um, we get the mention of High Marshal uh, Parathom. Uh, he's a colon officer. He ended up dying at the Battle of the Tower in Way of Kings. Um, but he was here in this battle here in the past, um, Span reeds are becoming uh, ubiquitous uh, as recent. Um, between our two armies, there are uh, too many span reeds. Storming things are getting so cheap, most of the officers <laughs> can avoid to buy a pair to manage their yeah. households. Meaning he was trying to keep the information of what happened to yeah. Dalinar secret from Gavilar per Dalinar's request so that he could still attack Rathlas the way he wanted to and not yeah. have to bow to Dalinar. Da- if Gavilar had sent a missive saying, don't do it, then he'd be disobeying the king but if the king didn't know about it then he could do whatever he wanted and then apologize for it later right so right uh interesting stuff and then um we um he has a little bit of information here on the um on the um last page of that chapter which has the um bit of art on it but we're gonna we're gonna actually look at that the next chapter we're gonna do that in the next episode so yeah so thanks a lot to buzzkill joe for all the info we really appreciate all the hard work you do um normally does that mean that elokar is radiant would it sorry well if elokar uh recognized the pattern does it mean he's radiant he's got some um it depends has have you ever have you read anything in the series before that suggests that he I might have i can't remember there is a part let me go back to it here if you are asking the question there is a part when they're at the um the dueling arena yeah. and elokar is asking um where is it here elokar is asking Sadius and Dalinar, if they see the shadows, um, he says, um, Elkar actually says to Kaladin, when you came, the shadows went away. And then he says, I saw them in mirrors in the corner of my eyes. And then he also says something right. like with, um, weird designs for heads. So it seems like. Right. Some of the time when Elokar was earlier in the series, when he thought he was seeing assassins everywhere, he might have yeah. been seeing something else that was kind of haunting him. Um, 
potentially cryptics, uh, cryptids, uh, cryptids yeah. um, but we're not really sure. Uh, uh, Elokar is very paranoid back then. So um, the fact that he right. recognizes something here and now in this moment could yeah. be because of something he experienced back in the past. Yeah. Or it could be that maybe he saw it on Shalon before. Like maybe he recognizes be the pattern because he's seen pattern in and around their little, their little headquarters yeah. here. So yeah, um, it, could, it, it could just be that. It yeah. could be that too. But anyways, it's interesting to, okay. to, to think about. Um, yeah. So, um, if, uh, normally I, we would read the list of uh, patrons. It is getting really late here. We are rounding up on three hours, so we are not going to do that today. We're going to do that hopefully next week. Um, thank you everyone for listening. If you want to be able to join us on our next live read, and we are going to be doing another one before part three is over. So in a couple of episodes, we're going to be doing another one. If you want to be wow, involved in okay. that and get to sit in the audience here, go to patreon.com slash heroes of and sign up for the Patreon. You will get a discord link and be in all all the fun. Um, if uh, you want to reach out to us and tell us that we miss stuff or that you love stuff or anything, you can go to heroesofcathra at gmail.com and email us. You can hit us up on Twitter. Yes, I still call it Twitter at Heroes of One. Um, we, you can go to Instagram at the Storm Pod. You can also hit us up on Reddit at the Storm Pod and the Facebook page of the Storm Pod. So the next chapter, uh, the next episode, Jack, we are going to be doing mm-hmm. chapter 77 and 78, two chapters next. Um, two chapters? It's going to okay. be a good one. Um, and then we got some some fast-paced stuff. We are hopefully in a position to finish part three before you go away to Spain. So oh, yes. you have a very big I, trip I coming to, up. Uh, I, I want to I want to take a moment here to yeah, thank everybody um, who has uh, supported us through the well through listening to the pod and also uh, to so many of you that donated um, to Linda's uh, surgery uh, in Spain. It's um, it's very touching, and uh, I've already had many many days of uh, crying about all the generosity as we've seen the support uh, for her um, GoFundMe um, increase mm-hmm. uh, almost daily. I think. Yeah. And um so just a heartfelt thanks to everybody for listening, supporting and uh for being there. It really it really means a lot to Linda and I and uh yeah, I just want to say just love you all. Well, we um I can speak for everyone saying we love you back, buddy, and we love Linda and um her well-being is at the front of our minds right now as it has been for years. If you haven't supported with the GoFundMe yet, I urge you to go find it on our Instagram. You can find it everywhere. Um you can go to it and support. If you have already supported or you just can't uh, uh, fix it in your budget to support, I urge you to share it as far and wide as you can. The more more eyes and ears we get on this, the better things will be. Um, this is a, um, a life changing surgery for Linda. And, um, as I've said in past posts, she is one of the best people I know and deserves this more than, um, than, than we could, we could ever ask for. So, um, so yeah, just go out there and support if you can. Um, we love you for all your support that you've already shown. Um, okay, so that's it. That's the end of the episode. Um, everyone, we love you very much. Thank you for sticking with us for this long marathon one. You know, this mm-hmm. is like back in the old days when we used to do these long pods. So three hours, yeah, three hour pod. So I got to go make my kids lunch. Um, we uh, we love you very much. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. 
Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Akathra.